0: On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick will kick things off by talking to Jason B. Michael, a prominent toy photographer and fan of the Star Wars. After they shoot the poop with Jason, they'll turn their Death Star lasers towards the week in Star Wars, which includes the return of a rad character to canon and Disney Plus's upcoming Star Wars EU editions. The two wannabe forced users will then riff on a Kenobi show update and a statement by Kevin Feige on his Star Wars work. They'll round things out with a preview of a new book that will preface the Visions anime series and a look at a few wild new Black Series figures based on EU comic books. Of course, they'll end with this week's fan segment, which will include the Star Wars v. Marvel Battle Bracket Update, fan responses to the Q of the Week, and of course, this week's edition of the Top 5 Star Wars Fan Artist Features. Punch it, Chewie! (laughs) Chewie! everybody welcome back to a brand new episode of the star wars time show and yes it is a guest episode as you can see sitting across from us virtually that is because we believe in covid precautions we Mm -hmm. have none other than toy photographer extraordinaire jason b michael that's right we're gonna be joined uh, By uh, Jason for the, you know, the first uh, half of the show, first hour or so. And he's even agreed to stay on and go through the top five. So we're going to be switching things up this week. Usually after an interview, we kick their asses off and then Nick and I sit around (laughs) and be the Star Wars nerds that we are, go through the week's topics, geek out. This week, once we're done shaking jason down getting some tips from him getting some information learning about who he is (laughs) as a star wars fan and artist uh instead of going into our usual topics we're just going to go right into the fan segment uh do the top five maybe do some of the the question responses as he has agreed to to stick around for a bit now that was before we went live so an hour into this he might be like fuck these guys i'm out of here but uh, that—that's the plan. So if you're if you're listening and, and you, you know the the toy stuff isn't quite your thing, you, you may have to scrub a bit after the interview to get to our thoughts, which will be deep and profound on all as things Star are. Wars that happened this past week, such as EU hitting Disney Plus, EU hitting the Black Series, Kenobi adding members to its production team. Uh, so we got we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But of course. First and foremost, we're going to address my man right here, Mr. Uh, Jason B. Michael. Again, at Jason B. Michael on Instagram, Uh, one of my personal favorite Star Wars artists. And there's a bit of a backstory. I mean, I've talked about uh, Jason on this show a lot, right? I mean, I guess, Mm -hmm. Jason, we'll just start right there. What the hell motivated you, someone that clearly has grown into one of the cream of the crop, to ask someone like me on Instagram for tips on toy (laughs) photography to this day. Like, I mean, if you're on the live stream, people, you can see Jason's work. We have his page up. Uh, He has some of his most recent shots. You got a mix of DC, Marvel, TMNT. I mean, he's all he's all over the pop culture universe with his artistry. But Jason, I I know you started back in uh, February of 2019. So. You're you're still yep. one of the one of the newer photographers out there, even though you've become a, a mainstay and a name in the community. But what, what 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 type of drugs were you on back in 2019? Scrolling through the feed and you saw Haywood Pop taking basic pictures of Funko Pops or maybe a Black Series just standing there like, hey, I'm a piece of plastic. I guess why why reach out to me? I mean, I'm flattered, but I I, I feel like you have <laughs> way more artistic creativity in your pinky than I do in my entire soul.
1: (laughs) I, I, listen, man, I, um, I reached out to everyone I thought who was interesting at the time and, you know, don't, don't discredit your work. You're one of the guys that got me into this. And so, yeah, I mean, I, um, I reached out because you looked like a nice guy, first of all, and I like what you were doing. Uh, I still like what you do. You know, I, even if you're waging this Instagram war that we hear about pretty much every show. <laughs> I completely understand what it is. We could talk about that a little bit as well. But um, it was just, I, I like learning, man. And so whenever I, uh, I you know, I, I followed like bananas first and Mitchell who I was aware of and all that stuff. And then I started looking into who, who I thought was interesting and I was really hardcore into Star Wars at that time. I still am a little bit, not as much today. Uh, we could talk about that later, but it was really a question of trying to get better. And the thing is, is that because I had no real experience with photography and everyone seemed to be no, to look what, to look like they knew what they were doing. Um, I just started asking a bunch of questions to a bunch of people. And so you happen to be one of them. And look what happened. (laughs) I mean,
0: that's, that's something a lot of you starting out should take to heart here. I mean, I'm not, I'm not fucking around. If you look at Jason's growth over two years, there's no other artist that I've seen, and I've been in the community now. Like I, I'm, I'm, I can almost call myself an, an ambassador. I mean, it's been like since late 15, yeah, yeah, 16.
2: Absolutely.
0: I've seen a lot of people start, a lot of people crash and burn, a lot of people kind of like me. It's very slow at building their skills. Other people uh, just kind of maintain. But Jason, but I, I, it's it's insane with this individual has done and we're gonna look at his first shot and we're gonna look at some of the recent shots to show to show the growth (laughs) but it's just i mean as someone that's been doing it for so long i just have to say holy hell dude i am there's a bit of jealousy i guess i'll be honest I'm, i'm envious of your abilities and your creativity and some of the scenes that you cook up But you are someone that really took the advice that people like myself, Black Series, Bananas gave you and you ran with it like you didn't just take it to heart like you ran with it. You practice it. And now you are, like I have said, at least to me, I mean, this is still an opinion based type of medium, right? I mean, it's art to Mm -hmm. everyone Mm -hmm. is is subjective. But to me, you are what you put out now is of the same quality of the legends that we talk about, the plastic actions, the bananas. Uh, I mean, you you compare your work to uh, what Jax is doing now and they're on even footing,
3: in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That is what I was going to say too, man, is that I've kind of, you know, passively seen the evolution of your style and your work over time as well. And I mean, the stuff that you're putting out, recently is just it is I mean like I know it's I I know from Matt it, it can be hard to take compliments like that but the stuff that you're doing with these mashups with these crossovers these you know these really thought thought out creative setups it does remind me a lot of plastic action and that was one of the parallels that I wanted to draw when talking to you as well I mean it's just it takes a very creative mind to do something like you know, like what you see with the Inspector Gadget Batman crossover, or you know, even you know the the Logan Deadpool. you uh, dude, know your recent shot I saw that. If, I was like, oh if, man. That. If you <laughs> analyze that shot
0: and look at all the nuance that Jason put into it, that that's where you see yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, I he he's being like me. You know, he's he's like, ah, no, i'm <laughs> it's okay. I'm not that good. I get it. We all uh, a yeah. lot of artists. I don't tend
1: think to, I'll stay for the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of artists tend to to, to self hate
0: their own work, but uh, no, I mean he. He's up there, so uh, let's kind of back away from the the Jason love because I, I clearly am a Thank a fanboy of at Jason B Michael. I, I feel like it's almost like watching a child bloom and, and become you know a superstar. It's not like yeah. it. It, it it's Thank just you. like I, it's it's like I've we've all gotten used to a life online where you know through these social media platforms through the communities like the toy photography, Star Wars, whatever. You, you get to know people and you feel like you know them. You feel like you're friends. I mean, I, I feel like I could roll up to Canada yeah, yeah. And, and sit down with Jason and, and have a drink and it wouldn't be awkward. Uh, and no. that's that. I don't know. It's like a, I, I've watched his career closely. And it, it's just been it's been stupendous, if you will. So um, Thank you. before we get that. back Very into the like the, the, the photography aspect, let, let's kind of break down who you are as a Star Wars fan, because after all, this is the Star Wars time show. Mm. So, so yes. we got to talk Star Wars. We'll let all those other professional toy photography podcasts deal with the the art form. But, uh, you know, let, let, let's get down to it, Jason. How long have you been a fan of the Star Wars? Is this a a lifelong fandom oh. or something you came into later on in life, like my friend Nick here?
1: No, I, I mean, I was five, I think, roughly around that time. So that would be 1985. And I remember um, I was watching Empire Strikes Back for the first time, and I had no idea what it was. Uh, my parents were big into Star Wars as well, and so their introduction came through that. Uh, but I really, really fell in love with Yoda. And, um, this was back when you didn't have to buy a streaming platform. These, these, uh, the movies were actually playing on TV and your mother could record them on a, on a video cassette. And so my mom was like, oh, star Wars is on in the middle of the afternoon. You know, they're replacing like days of our lives or some shit. And then, you know, uh, my mom would pop in the, the, via, the, the, video cassette record that. And then after that, we'd have star Wars. Um, and my mom put it on for me. I don't remember exactly when or how I caught. It, but I, I really, really, really loved like, Yoda's interaction. It was just like one of those things where I was like, "There's a green creature on television. And I have no idea what it is, but he's awesome. He's lifting you know the X-wing and all that totally. stuff. But it got to the point where I wanted to watch it almost every day. And so my mom, being the clever woman that she is, she said, "Well, how can I make this interesting for me?" And so <laughs> she basically taught me how to fold the clothes. Oh, and Look so at I, that. If I, if I wanted to watch Star Wars, uh, then my mom would say, okay, well, no problem, Jason, you can go watch Star Wars. But you have Parenting to 101, uh, people, and so, write it
0: down. Write it down. <laughs> and,
1: and so yeah. I was able to watch Empire Strikes Back almost every day just as a result of me being able to fold the clothes. I'm not guaranteeing that I, like, I, I noticed like, how I fold them today, so I don't think my mom was too happy with what she got <laughs> at the time. So hopefully I improved a little bit, and I'm not going to shame her <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But yeah, so that was that was how I got I, into was Through Empire Strikes Back, I love that story, awesome.
0: man. I mean, it, it, it usually is with Star Wars. I found I know it is with me. Uh, with Nick, it's a little different. It's through a friend, but but typically Star Wars, it's almost it's, it's almost like a, a DNA thing. It, it's kind of mm. a passed down. It's something you you share with family members when you're little, especially those of us that grew up with the original trilogy. Us born in the you know the late '60s, '70s, '80s uh, no, I, I love that tale. But when, when you were talking about the VHS, it just reminded me, I don't know if either one of you or, or people listening, there's a new documentary on Netflix called the last blockbuster. I watched it. it it's great. Check it's that awesome out. for people of our generation because um, I am I, assuming Jason, you, you two up there in, in Canada going to the video rental store was like a something to do every week it was like the family thing like hey it, it's oh, friday yeah. let's get some little caesar's pizza hit the video store get a couple of vhs's hopefully they're in you get the you got to pull the tag off the rack and give it to the guy who'll give you the video but the the one thing i did <laughs> not right, i didn't remember the that. one thing i i guess yeah. just being so young at that that uh, during that era i didn't realize that video rental stores were so big because of how much a vhs tape cost those, those fucking yeah. VHSs, like, if your mom wasn't, you know, uh, uh, wise enough to record it off a of TV, if you went to buy star Wars, you're looking at a hundred dollars in, in 1980 for a VHS. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, when, when you're talking about the tapes, I was the same way. I consumed most of my, uh, original trilogy off of tapes. My uncle burned for me and just sit there and Uh, watch them till the tape burns off the reels but uh yeah Yeah. last blockbuster for anyone that grew up with having to go to rental stores to get videos uh highly recommend checking that out Uh, as as
3: somebody who worked in a video store towards (laughs) I, i worked in a video store and it was towards like it was like early to mid 2000 so it was like right when it was dying but mm-hmm. it was I watched that with great nostalgia and it actually annoyed Taylor, my girlfriend. She's like, stop saying, oh, yeah, I did, I did. you know, I was sitting there commenting the whole time like, oh, I remember that or. Yeah, that's hey, you're, you're part like of the that. movement. It,
0: was, it really was. It was like yeah, it, man. it was a thing. It, it was part of pop culture mm-hmm. that has been wiped out by streaming services. But the, the funny thing is Blockbuster actually didn't die because of Netflix and whatnot it died no. because of bad we, <laughs> bad investments coming through and, yeah. and they couldn't cover the debt so <laughs> yeah um, exactly. all right be, jason so that'd be interesting i'm assuming i mean just based on what you said and how you you kind of got looped in the star wars is your favorite film then out of the three trilogies and the standalones empire or do you have a, yes. a a separate favorite
1: no empire strikes back by far is going to be my favorite. It's the first one. Uh, you always remember your first in a way. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, I, it's the one that I gravitate towards when I really want to watch one. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I being very, very young, I really have an affinity for Return of the Jedi as well uh at that time so i mean I, I remember talking with one of my friends who's just slightly older than i am who, who was pissed off about the ewoks and was like but i have a soft place in my heart for the ewoks i really really love them i like the the character development that they have well the few that have a bit of characters a bit of character to develop but um yeah man it was um those two specifically uh, would be my favorite um, and an unpopular opinion, uh, the one right after that would be The Last Jedi, which is, I understand, okay. not necessarily what most people like to hear. But Don't worry. We're we really, not going to really pull
0: out our flamethrowers you know, and, and melt your face. You know, over no. that. We we are really, we're normal I, here.
1: I like it. Flaws and all. Yeah. Flaws <laughs> and all. I really, really like that movie. There are a couple of decisions I would have made differently, obviously. Force Awakens was a nice uh, foray into it. But, um, yeah, I've recently grown to accept the prequels because it, it came in the period of time like when I was between 19 and 25 years old uh where you know you're you're figuring out that you're dead set in the way that you see things and you're not necessarily open to anything and then you kind of mellow out with age where you're like why am I pissed off at this yeah. again <laughs> I, I can understand why like you know there are certain aspects that are kind of shitty you know you're like oh you, you do that and you tweak this and that and it'd be really good film but I caught myself watching them uh i'd say maybe roughly about a year a year and a half ago and i had nothing wrong they, they're not that great they're not terrible either i don't feel yeah. like yeah i know, didn't ruin I, i've kind of i've me.
0: experienced a, a similar renaissance with the prequels over the years i i was i mean I, I it sounds like we're we're same age i mean i'm i'm 80 so just just turned 40 turned 41 in july uh, but the oh. prequels hit hard for me I was so pumped I had all these visions of what they could be what they should be Uh, it's very similar to what how people reacted to the sequels right they had ideas of what they wanted to see and then they got what they didn't want to see and then they wanted to burn down Disney and kill everybody. Uh, Back then we didn't have social media to get our pitchforks out and, and organize all of our trolling. Oh, that's right. Uh, But I, I too, like I said, I've, I've come around to them and it, it, you are right. And you know, just from listening to the show, I, this may sound like an oxymoron, but I too have mellowed out a bit in my older age. Uh, I've, I've let go a lot of the, the pearl clutching I used to do over some of my star Wars opinions. Uh, definitely the prequels. I mean, the prequels, yeah. I basically went into a, uh, I just stopped watching Star Wars for years. I mean, after 2005, I don't think I watched anything Star Wars again until Clone Wars came out in the oh eight, and I didn't touch the movies until I found out that, you know, Disney bought it and we were gonna get the sequels. So the, the prequels really did yeah. a number on my my Star Wars psyche. But I have right. I've learned to kind of let go of that shit and just appreciate some of the fun aspects of the prequels. But really it was yeah. the, the Clone Wars for me are what kind of put band-aids on the movies and made everything in that era just kind of work a bit better.
1: Um, I'm hoping that I get that eventually with Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Because yep. that's the way it kind of it kind of, you know, you know, took the rug from under me. When what? I walked, Let, let's get into like that. Let's get
0: into that right now, because um, I remember <laughs> right, just, you know, enough. I'm not I'm not I a used, creep, to, yeah. but I do follow them. And I look through people's stories and I read captions and whatnot. Is, hey, people right. put it out there. I'll read it. We all do it. But I remember when Tross came out, <laughs> y- you were pretty bummed out by the decisions uh, and again correct me if i'm wrong but i think your take was mostly like this is almost too much fan service too much erasure of episode eight and it just seemed like it didn't pay off on oh. on the the overall vision that they were going for
1: no i don't I, I wasn't necessarily going in that direction i don't think they were trying to repair anything with regards to episode eight um i wish they had more time to make a movie that they wanted to make, to be honest, because I think that two years between films was not necessarily logical, but that's just my personal opinion. But what I've, found weird was um some of the decisions they made you know the idea of having her as a palpatine which is something again i'm gonna have to learn to live with and all that stuff it's not a problem don't worry i hate it too it is- i hate
0: it too gives gives me, <laughs> gives well, me the heebie-jeebies when yeah. Kyla says ray you're a palpatine it's like oh my god what <laughs> <laughs> who wrote that down and yeah. read it and said and- yeah that's cool let's do it it's.
1: I felt like we. I'd. I'd seen the movie before. Uh, it's something that I figure like most people are like. Oh, it makes sense that you know she would. She would be tied to blood, and then she'd have to overcome that in order to you know, you know find her true c- calling. And I'm like, you mean like Luke? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people were really. It's really interesting because it brought up what a quote that Chris Rock had put in in a a special that he had done. He says, people like the same thing, but different. And it's interesting because Star Wars has to always hit that kind of dead center. You have to be familiar while at the same time being original. Because if you're too original, you get shit on, and if you're too similar, you get shit on. We got that with both Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. And it's interesting because to me, like, and and I'm just going to go back there. People can pitchfork and go and follow me on on Instagram. It's not a big deal. Um, The Last Jedi, I feel to me, is a logical continuation of who Luke Skywalker actually was, depending on how, from a certain point of view, you actually see Luke Skywalker. You know, because to me, at Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker. Skywalker fails he he doesn't necessarily become he becomes a jedi sure but at the same time the prequels were meant for us to notice that the jedi are the biggest dicks in the galaxy they're just assholes going around unchecked and someone swept in and basically beat the shit out of them and it's supposed to be a lesson in humility and that lesson in humility comes in the form of the last jedi where luke realizes that he was perpetuating something that shouldn't have been that case, he should have learned from those things. Obviously, he takes it a little bit too far by taking himself out of the equation, but that's another lesson learned that he has to hand at the hands of Yoda, which is really interesting to me. That character, that story arc to me was one of the best, in my opinion, uh, but the humor, things like that, made it kind of clunky that we could act, couldn't could really kind of attach ourselves to those you know, specific moments that actually make Luke really that's interesting,
0: actually, I, vulnerable actually, That was a great explanation a dissection of luke and tlj i mean it goes to show jason's academic background i mean he is a an english professor this guy he he. (laughs) (laughs) i I teach english didn't you uh jason (laughs) at, at some point in time didn't you did you work in film or you did something oh i have a bit of a film background
1: yeah definitely i had a film podcast for a while i studied film on my own time, but I also, uh, when I was in university, I took, you know, classes and studied uh, specific approaches and whatnot. And so, yeah, yeah, definitely. My, most of my background is actually in um, uh, fairy tales, uh, children's literature, a uh, little bit of film as well, but mostly English uh, studies. Um, but yeah, you know, I was also um, uh, a research assistant for African American studies for the teachers, the professors that are here. So I have a little bit of knowledge. Here, right, then. I, 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 I guess. Work you, in film you, you, a little you,
0: bit. You give a little more analytical take versus just the fan hot take, like "fuck," Luke yeah. was <laughs> didn't do anything. <laughs> Shit, raise a girl too powerful.
3: <laughs> like you actually, you know, you you yeah. gave some good thoughts to. Yeah,
1: it. Well, I try to figure out why it's that way.
3: Yeah, no, it it, it makes total sense, and like even. Like for us two who've sat here and we have a Star Wars podcast and talk about it as, as often as we do, like there are times where we get very analytical. But I think like Matt said, you you've probably given the best explanation of Luke Skywalker and TLJ that I've heard or read in recent memory. And it it actually gives me a better appreciation for that oh. version of him, then, then oh, yeah. Nick Nick's one had. of those big
0: TLJ haters. Like he he's getting ready to delete you off the okay. show right now. Now he I I'll, <laughs> I'll never forget it. I remember I, I was in Vegas when I saw it because we I, I saw I was out there with the intern. Uh, we just went to a hockey game, rolled over to TLJ, watch it. I was like, whoa, that was fucking. I liked it. Shit, I got emotional. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, the the the. the you know, it's yeah.
1: weird, but then you're like, okay, how do I how do I make sense of it? I just, you know? dude,
0: I remember the the opening segment, like the space battle outside of you know some of the humor stuff. That was just awesome. Just so fucking yeah. intense the first time you see it. Like waiting for the bomb to drop. Like I was like, oh, you know, could barely breathe. Uh, at the end, when Finn is getting ready to, to sacrifice himself, I'm like, no, uh, oh! it was great, but. Yeah. I'm with you on Luke. I did not, I was not turned off on Luke. The only thing that kind of bummed me out about Luke is I I don't even feel like cranky Luke would have been that pissy to Ray at first like that's the one thing about Luke I I didn't quite appreciate I I understood how he went into self exile because I mean go watch Luke Skywalker in the movies he is a whiny little bitch all he does is he he (laughs) pisses and moans and why what about me and my he's always been kind of a whiny guy yes he'll go out and try to save people but it's usually against the advice of others because it's going to get people in trouble I mean he essentially got his friends captured because he's got to be the tough guy um but but i could see where luke knowing that he fucked up and 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 put the the galaxy back into a dark side spin would feel pretty down about that um,
1: yeah, I, I get I, that, but I mean that's why Ahsoka is so important in, in uh, the Mandalorian. The fact that she doesn't want to train Grogu just shows her how much more you know how much wiser she is than Luke. Right. Luke walks in, and that's it's in, interesting because when you watch Rogue One and you see that hallway scene of Vader, man, it's fantastic. But at the same time, you have to look at it a little differently. For me, anyway, is that that's Anakin Skywalker is most corrupt. It's actually a very sad scene to right. see him chopping those people down. And then when you have it, Luke as well, you know, that parallel scene at the end of The Mandalorian, it's great to see him. You know, you could argue that, you know, Vader's actually killing people and Luke is actually fighting off robots. But at the same time, the fact that he is, again, still dead set in his ways and ready to train him just proves to me that Ahsoka was right to lead the Jedi Order. So to me, it kind of makes sense with the character at the same time. He's still that bright eyed guy who thinks he's doing the right thing, but he's not you know, he's not stopping to question whether or not he should. So yeah.
0: that's just true me. enough. True <laughs> enough. And in big day Filoni, the, the star Wars Jesus himself has, has also said that Ahsoka is the, the true embodiment of what a Jedi should be, what Jedi pretended mm-hmm. to be. She actually is, even though she is not a Jedi. So she is, the whoop, as we like to say over here. All right, Jason, I kind of got a, a feeling. Favorite character, little little green guy, uh, the, the older little green guy, the newer little green oh, guy? Oh, boy. That's a good question. I don't know what my favorite character is. Yoda didn't stick I, with I, you I, after he was the thing that kind of no, brought Yoda's you into definitely
1: it. fantastic. It's just that when I, I never, like, Yoda in the prequels is a little bit weird to me. Yeah, I always figured that he would be more of a... Of a a mind Jedi as opposed to a lightsaber guy. So like mm-hmm. when you see him twist and turn, I'm like, Ooh, okay. That was a bit weird, but I get it. I get like, you know, from a martial arts standpoints, that whole Chi concentrated and you only use it in self-defense. He literally,
0: he literally hobbles in with a cane and then goes right. into the full on ninjutsu <laughs> mode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so
1: yeah, definitely Yoda, because I think that there's like when my daughters are feeling a certain way about something, I'll always be able to find a Yoda line to give them. You know what I mean? Okay, dad, I'll try. Like, what does Yoda say? You know, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So I think that out of out of everything, Yoda is definitely there. I'm, I'm growing in in my, you know, as I grow older, I think that I'm growing into um, enjoying Obi-Wan a lot as well. The way that he sees things, it's a little bit too dogmatic in my opinion, but at the same time, you can see that there's a little bit of crookedness there too, and he's struggling, you know, especially when he had his relationship with... Um, Sateen, Sateen, uh, that you know, so you can tell that there's a little Qui Gon in him. That's, that teeny uh, that's of a teeny weeny bit, yeah. So yeah. I'm interested to see what they do with the, uh, the oh, live action version because I think we're gonna get a little bit of that type of Obi Wan there somewhere. So, yeah, I mean yeah, that, that, I that's a good uh,
0: point because you would think at this point the guy has got to be just mentally devastated and broken. He he has failed. His apprentice has yep. uh, essentially taken over the galaxy with the Emperor. Uh, he's been self exiled on a shithole to watch a <laughs> potential spawn of the devil grow. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, he he's probably not in the best headspace when we meet him in Kenobi. And I'm with you. I think I think Kenobi could be, even though it's going to be a one off, could be the the ultimate Disney Plus live action. Uh, when it's all said and done, because of how directly it is associated to uh, the original trilogy and the characters that kind of kicked this thing off, hell, what damn near forty-five years ago at this point. Yeah,
1: would it be interesting to have it begin like you know, like the the Logan movie? Or he's just hobbling off a speeder and just executes a bunch of... T- yeah. T- <laughs> t- oh, t- yeah, yeah. He had, yeah. A day, <laughs> had a bad day.
0: Had a bad day in the moisture farm out in the Dune Sea. He's just wasting some sand people. It's like, not the speeder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you actually you have so a good Kenobi potential. beard going right now. Man, that's a, oh, a well coiffed <laughs> Kenobi beard. the hair beard. that's going... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I to shave my things. beard uh, when the pandemic kicked off last March cuz living down here I knew I would need as tight fitting mask as possible. So um oh, I, yeah. I,
1: That's always fun though. I get that tucked in right underneath. So yeah. yeah, yeah. My wife's like, Are you, did you put your mask on?" and I just have to do this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I do I do miss it. I feel like, you know, I I've lost some superpowers, but it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I had a dirty stash for a little bit. All right, so um oh, no. standout moment from the franchise for you, Mr. Uh, Michael here. Oh. Like if you if you had to sell Star Wars to an alien, what what what, what moment would you pitch to <laughs> him?
1: <laughs> oh man. Um I don't know, man. The the only thing that comes to mind right now is the uh the Millennium Falcon chase on um uh, Jakku from The Force Awakens. Man, uh, for some one. reason, it's really interesting. Like, if you want to see spaceships handle like this close to the ground? Because it was, it was completely like, we'd always seen the Falcon in space. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. This was really interesting. You're actually grounding it in some form of real world setting. And you're like, man, this guy, they're basically drag racing, which was interesting to me. So if I were to sell it, I mean, you're not going to sell spaceships to aliens, obviously. But if I were <laughs> going to sell it to you know somebody or something like that it's like hey check this out check how awesome this is you know i mean that is a
0: a great action moment from the the sequel trilogy really i mean it starts with ray and finn with their first meeting and then they're right off to the races you got the first order raining down on them bb8s rolling around they blow up the first Mm -hmm. ship the quad jumper and then they got a. he's still it's still a great line like you know she runs by the falcon like now we're gonna we're, we're not gonna get in that piece of shit the, the shit yeah. blows up. Then she's like, "All right, well, that piece of shit's good enough." Yeah. And they they turn yeah. back Let's and go, go back with the to garbage. You. The junk, will yeah, do. exactly. Yeah.
3: I actually found that something similar worked for me. So my girlfriend had never seen Star Wars before when we started dating, um, and the first movie that I showed her was actually Solo, which is pretty devoid of like the, you know, the the hokey religion part of it and all of the force stuff that like us nerds get caught up in and like we attach ourselves to it's just almost purely an action movie set in star Wars, you know, kind of space and, and time. And she loved it. She was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can get into this star Wars thing because it's, it it really is. It's, it's, it's a show about, you know, uh, a seedy smuggler who's just trying to make his way in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. And she was able to kind of find those things that she liked about the universe. And then from there we watched, the original trilogy. And then we watched the, the sequel trilogy and, you know, while she had some issues with some of the movies overall, I think that like using solo as like the way in was a pretty solid thing. Cause you, you could leave out all of that other, like, high concept force stuff. You didn't have to worry about the different character connections and everything. You could just have fun. Explaining midichlorians on a, on a, on a flip chart. (laughs)
0: Like, see, (laughs) look, these are the things that make the rocks fly. You see these, this is it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's got a lot of those. You zoom in really close. You can see the midichlorians actually lifting the rock (laughs) off the ground. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I agree that like, if you're, if you're trying to sell star Wars to somebody who has no interest in star Wars or who has no, no knowledge about it, Going at it from a pure like fun standpoint is probably a better way than like, hey, look at this scene where fucking Luke is fighting Darth Vader. In, that would be the, me. I'd be like, no, y-
0: y- y- you got to, You know, hear me out. It's father versus son and the son's tapping into the dark side and he almost goes <laughs> yes. all the way over and he almost kills his dad, but then he pulls back. He goes back yeah. to the light yeah. and they're going to be like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Like, it was like yeah.
1: So you're telling me that you have issues with your dad? Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
3: He psychoanalyzing yeah. you. Yeah. And I do. And that's
0: why it's my favorite scene. And we, I, I've talked about in the yeah. show way too many times. Yeah. <laughs> dad, please just love mm. me jason I, I think you, you you've, you've kind of touched on this but is there a a film an animated one of the animated series that just does not sit well with you to this day
1: the Animated what not it, it could be, or films. Animated or it could be the,
0: the, the mandalorian any of the animated series or any any star wars properties just not sit well with you
1: well, I mean, the first animated Clone Wars movie was a piece of shit, but I mean, other than that, no, I mean, I, I try to, you know, I used to try to take as much in, like I said, I'm still a little, you know, take, you know, reeling from Rise of Skywalker, but it's, um, I think Rise of Skywalker is probably the one that I have the most trouble with, uh, second episode of the second season of The Mandalorian as well, when they're calling her the frog lady, and I was like, Guys, you're in a galaxy far, far away. Use a different name than frog. You've been very clever up till now. Yeah. It's not a frog. Find a
3: name. I'll see a frog, yeah. but it'll be different. anything. <laughs> like for the spiders, you yeah. had Krinka. You couldn't come yeah. up with anything. Exactly. Like you Heard it here it like first,
0: it. ladies and gentlemen. Jason hates Frog Lady. Yeah.
1: Don't hate Frog Lady. I hate <laughs> he was, he was cheering as lady.
0: Grogu were, were, was eating her spawn left eating and right. Her He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, eat it, so, Frog
1: Lady." Yeah, that was funny though. That's that was exactly what kids would do,
3: <laughs> dude. It's it's crazy what people on the internet get upset yeah, but, about too, because they were people who were like legitimately upset at like, that fact. Uh, I was like that, on, that Grogu
0: was eating fake Frog Lady yeah. eggs.
3: Like,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I get that there is a chance for them to be born, but I eat eggs every morning. It's, so exactly. I yeah, that. I know. Right? It's like it's, <laughs>
3: everybody eats eggs. The shit people
1: worry about. Most people, from a science fiction universe. Are, I'm really sorry that people were getting upset at, at fake space eggs. I know. It,
3: it's <laughs> so. So, Jason, are, are you one of the people, probably like me and Matt, who you know, now that we're aware that there is this three-hour plus cut of of trust that exists jj's come out and said that he had like a three hour and 40 minute version at least where <laughs> yeah, that essentially that. you know the, the movie that we got is two hours and 25 minutes which yeah. is kind of you know it's painful for the it's last ridiculous. star wars the last skywalker movie would you are you one of the people out there who's like i would really want to see this three hour no. and 40 minute cut you're no? not going to start the abrams no. I cut mean, movement listen,
1: the first hour is just jim gym- the first hour of The Rise of Skywalker is a MacGuffin hunt that leads to Kylo Ren crushing it. So what's the fucking point? You know what I mean? We could yeah. delete the entire first hour. It, it, it would be the only reason why we have that first hour is to see that Rey has actually learned how to heal people. True. I mean, the, the rest of it doesn't make any sense. Even that dagger, you know, it, it, you're like, I'm not trying to, you know, I, I understand you have to suspend disbelief to a certain extent when you're watching some of these things because you're like, well, how do you explain the Force? Shut up. more <laughs> <laughs> a question of the, the whole dagger thing and all that stuff, J.J. is really good at putting these MacGuffins, but at the same time, there's a responsibility that comes with planting seeds. You know, he did the, he did it great for The Force Awakens, which is why I wouldn't have brought him back to finish it off because he's not a closer. Yeah. Um, and but when it comes to having more of this how many more places do they have to chase before they get to that that sith wayfinder and it's interesting because kevin smith who says that's a first draft name why aren't you guys coming up with the third draft name for the thing (laughs) which makes perfect sense to me a sith wayfinder yeah why if ray's able to use it why is it a sith wayfinder it doesn't make any sense is it just because it has to get to exegol is it then, I mean, your traveling beacon makes no sense. It's like the weirdest GPS in the world. You are bringing up good points because
0: I, I think what, what they're doing now, and I, I've actually, I've been going through the most recent uh, Vader comic from Marvel. And it's like they're yeah. using this comic, Jason, to fill in the backstory for Exegol and Wayfinders because yeah. Vader actually gets the fucking Wayfinder that Kylo yeah, was boy. looking for from Mustafar and goes to Exegol. So it, it's yeah. like they, it, you know, they, 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 they pitched it all. They made it all canon and tross just shove it down your throat. Here you go. The names, this is what we right. do. And now they're starting to backfill yeah. the the canon, if you will.
1: It's all right, I guess. I mean, I don't mind that, but at the same time, do you really need ancillary material in order to fill in the gaps? I thought it was really fun to be able to fill in the gaps with the, like the, some of the books and things like that. But you were supposed to be able to have these movies that stand alone. You know what I mean? Like one of the biggest problems that I thought as well, and I'm going to stop complaining because I don't know what the comment <laughs> section looks like yet. No, but thought- <laughs> it's, um, why did they need one ship to get out when the entire rebel fleet can get in and get out no problem you know what i mean it's one of those things where you're like wow they spent like a so much fucking time building this armada right. in order to go conquer the universe and yet they have this one place one beacon and they they can't get out of there and yet when they turn around you have the entire rebel <laughs> fleet they seem to have no issue whatsoever in and out of that place with no fucking beacon well that's I, what I was, that's
3: why ray I'm was like, plotting the track she had you remember they were they were ah, plotting yeah. her as she was going <laughs> i love and this then they're gonna I, use that to get back out why didn't the fucking fleet follow that
1: then <laughs> <They thought laughs>
2: true coming.
0: enough <laughs> true enough see i mean oh, yeah. this guy watches movies with a critical eye and it's not just your typical no, it's no, not your no. typical it's star wars a, fan right. eye of just bah!
1: i mean Friends. they're good thoughts i i like for what it's worth, I like the confrontation between Ray and, and Kylo Ren on the on the, the ruins of the Death Star. I thought that was interesting because there's a lot more going on in that scene than than um, you know just them fighting. It's basically them figuring out that just this pointless. No yeah. one's gonna win. You yeah. know what I mean? And the fact that Leia intervenes, I thought that was interesting as well. You know, in order to she was basically sacrificing herself to sacrifice her son, and then so that he can actually come to the light side of the force which is really interesting when you think yeah. about it um you know to get her like she knows that his only vulnerable the only vulnerability he has is the fact that he never really got to have a relationship with han but that he would do anything for right. her yeah and so that was a that little moment no you know, that's that that beautiful really great
0: That's one of one of few beautiful moments in Tross. Uh, there, yeah. there's a couple there but that got the man. Star Wars emotions going right. but it wasn't again wasn't quite right. what I was looking so for. So,
1: do, uh, do I want to see the Snyder cut of
0: <laughs> Rise
3: I mean of I'll, I'll
0: bring yeah. it up. I w- I've watched it twice.
3: <laughs> so the Snyder
0: cut. I had I was on spring break last week so don't start shitting on me like I have nothing to do. I mean I literally had nothing to do so I had I had 8 hours to kill. I watched the fr- I, the first time I watched it Sat through the whole six parts in the epilogue, four hours straight. Second time, it was more to like, "Hey, wife, look look at the changes." And the kid on it, my my five year old, fucking loves it. Even though it's a rated nice. R movie, that's just how we roll here at the at the Haywood house. Doesn't <laughs>
1: matter. I brought my kids to see Logan yeah, at the thank theater. thank you. It's <laughs> like, I, I don't I
0: don't really Thanks. get that if they say bad words and shit, it's gonna fuck people up. I mean, listen to me. I mean, she's worst thing if my kid has a bad mouth then so be it as long as she's a good human i don't give a shit if she talks like me who cares but (laughs) i i quite enjoyed snyder's vision it's way more Mm -hmm. coherent than what whedon gave us every character in that film now has a a an actual arc that is paid off on uh the the steppenwolf the dark side the Desad stuff is all heavily looped in even steppenwolf has an arc that makes sense. Now uh, you, you learn Ooh. why he uh, invades earth, why he's trying to collect the mother boxes. He doesn't call them mother anymore. He looks different. Um, <laughs> cyborg is becomes the movie. I mean, th- there is so many new cyborg scenes. He, he, in my opinion, becomes kind of the heart, the, the focal point uh, of the film. The extra stuff, like the the nightmare stuff that he shot, I think it was a nice kind of little character dangle. Like, hey, if I was allowed to do my Justice League trilogy, this is where I was going next. Um, mm. So if if you're a fan of DC, if you like the way Snyder shoots stuff, like his style of, of film action, the way he, he grades his his uh, his film, I guess. Uh yeah. And if you, I might even say you had to love... Snyder's DC universe like Man of Steel to BVS to this Justice League, but if you kind of want to see him pay off on what he was setting up in Man of Steel and BVS, this, this is it. He does it. He, I think he checked every box that he told fans he had planned to do uh, before you know, the tragedy with his daughter and then ultimately the studio kind of kicking him out. Mm. Uh, it's a slog. I mean, it, w- sitting watching anything for four hours, it could be the greatest thing. It's still going to feel... Uh, like a slog, but I I quite enjoyed it. Like I said, I'm I'm eight hours into it, and I would watch it again tonight. So yeah,
1: there. fair enough. We have it on Crave in Canada, so I have to get Crave, and then I have to get HBO through Crave, and then I have to do oh, that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just
3: gonna somebody wait. pirate a version of this thing and send it to yeah. Jason. <laughs> send them send them the Pirate Bay I'm or whatever. Like, get them a VPN. See. Let's do it. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I in so all that,
0: seriousness, it it I really think. It was um it, it was money I don't know if it's gonna be money well spent for HBO and, and WB. Uh but I think yeah. Snyder really pulled it off for the diehards.
3: If if anything else to me, like I I am not a fan of BBS. I haven't watched the director's cut or the extended director blah 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 cut. So like yeah. I and then to me, Snyder relies way too much on like his action isn't Bad, but it's so reliant on his like slow motion and all of the other kind of stuff that he does to it to make it seem interesting. Whereas like you have actors, I mean, you have directors like, um, you know, the guy who did Kingsman who just does good action and doesn't need a lot of sadder bullshit. So like, I'm interested in it just to see it from a nerd standpoint. But for me, like, a four hour movie would never come out in theaters like it's it's not a realistic version of what we would have seen in theaters anyway. And we all know that this is not being continued. So whatever we see here is is moot to what happens. Dude, in, at this point, DC the fact forward. that
0: the fact that fans did get this thing made, I'm not going to say even yeah. though I mean, WB's exec has literally come out, I think, yesterday and said, yeah, we're where the, you know the DC universe is moving on without the 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 Snyder vision but if there's enough of an uproar enough of the de- uh, demand Money talks, so uh,
3: well I also I'm not going to completely that, like, say that, that he's said, not ever going to get to do Justice League two and three. It's it's looking very. Well, Snyder unmicly. said that he doesn't even want to touch it anymore. He's like, I'm yeah, done well, with. Would PC. you
0: if you're if you're courting someone that's going to pay you millions of dollars? Would you be like, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it for free? Or would you say, oh, I don't know, I've got other stuff to do. He's he's trying to
3: to grease him up a little bit, get get that payday. I don't know. I think that people are very caught up <laughs> with like, oh, this four hour long movie was better than the one that was clearly shit and they also forget that he put out a two and a half hour long movie that was legitimate garbage like bvs was so bad that it almost made me not want to watch dc i don't i don't hate (laughs) them that much i i think snyder
0: suffers from editing I mean, this is a guy that clearly benefited from being able to deliver a four hour cut of his vision, just like the three (laughs) hour cut of BVS is way more uh, is way better than the theatrical, just like his Watchmen (laughs) extended cut is better than theatrical. So I'll give you that Snyder doesn't know how to edit himself, but if you let him get his whole vision out i enjoyed it i mean you, you gotta watch you can't you
3: can't comment it until you watch it nick don't be one of those yeah. people using using the dc as a pivot so jason your work is very diverse if we look at your your um <laughs> your your page there's a lot of dc love in there like we see the batman uh oh yeah. a lot right. and stuff so were you always a dc fan did like did you grow up with DC comics? Is this something that was always a part of your yeah, life? So I was going to say. In, in that translated into your toy photography?
1: Ah, that's a good question, man. Um, I, I, growing up, I was more of an X-Men guy. Okay. Uh, I like the X Men. Batman has always been around, but Batman was going through weird changes, like in the '90s when I was reading comic books. You know, this was about the time that he got his back broken by Bane. Uh, They killed Superman, so there's a lot of weird stuff going on at DC where they were just kind of destroying their characters, you know, to 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 create new storylines. And there's nothing I don't mind. Like you know, the whole story arc, you know. Nightfall, uh, all the way to Night's End. For uh, you know, um, it was it John Paul Valley who was um, you know, asriel and all that stuff who became Batman? That new weird suit that they had in Batman Five Hundred, which was interesting <laughs> in a sense. Uh, but um, I don't know. I mean, Batman Eighty Nine, you know, played a big part in, in, in all those things. So I mean that I think from a from a, a cultural standpoint, it was very hard to stay away from DC. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was even in the news when they killed Superman. It was, it was, there was a topic in the news. You know, so I mean, yeah. let, let's be because real. DC
0: is where it all started. I mean, Marvel is a oh, yeah, is yeah. a derivative of most of DC's universe. Ever, that you can pretty much yeah. tie every Marvel character to a DC character.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, with regards to Marvel comics, it's just that I haven't, I haven't really. I don't know. I, I think it's, it's just the figures that I have sometimes that might actually just inspire certain things. Mm-hmm. Batman, for example, is just one that's, you know, <laughs> he's so rich to kind of misinterpret yeah. right? or, or to interpret correctly. So you can you can do pretty much everything you want, you know, uh, with him. Spider-Man's fun. I like him, too. Um Recently, I just got that new Logan, which is really great. I think that I like that gritty version. It's hey, it's what, Jason, what
0: line is that Logan? By the way, that's Noda, Noda uh, For those of you on the live stream, or if you're listening on audio, you can go to the recorded version on YouTube. But I, I have yeah. the picture pulled up right now. Yeah, Jason's yeah. showing the box now yeah. as well.
1: Noda Studios. Yeah, that's a, um, that's that's really a damn good looking I figure, this man. From China, China. Oh, he's great he's really great I actually broke him though oh no no but it's all right I mean it's because it his torso is supposed to twist a certain way and then when I was trying to do it I just forgot to heat him up and I busted I broke his torso off (laughs) however the fun thing is is that I broke it off at a place where it was supposed to be glued there you go so I kind of saved it. Everything was fine. Doesn't it, hey, <laughs> so he does that kind of
0: rub you the wrong way? The fact that on a lot there of these toys, was- we have to fucking heat them up to use them. Does that does that <laughs> piss you off? Um. I mean, shouldn't a toy just fucking articulate the way it's produced? Say something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh I don't know. Uh as it is with lots of things in life some things require heat in order to play with. So I uh, I really think that in this case No, nah, I don't mind. I don't give a shit. It's, it's just part of the game, you know. When yeah. you're when you're buying some stuff, sometimes you got to iron out a few kinks. Yeah, I I you know, know, I know a, lot of, I just, a lot of a lot of
0: figures you collect, I collect people listen to the show to collect. They are they are high end. They're not really considered for kids, but I mean, could you imagine a kid trying to pose one of these figures and it doesn't bend and they're breaking them in half because they don't know? Hey, you got to go warm up a glass of fucking water to use your toy. If you want its yeah, arm to yeah, move, yeah. you got to soak it in water and turn it into rubber because the toy manufacturer is an yeah. asshole.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's one of those things They they want us to have those nice tight joints. Uh, so I, there's a little bit of a price to pay, which means that, you know, we're going to spend a little bit of time making sure that they don't break, but I, I like a child, I was bending it in a way. It wasn't supposed to, <laughs> and I, I ended up with a, uh, you know, did, did you, you know, 40 proceed bucks in one hand and 40 in the other, did
0: you proceed <laughs> to Hulk rage and throw it at the nearest flat surface? Or
1: no, I don't have that much okay. rage. I just, I just sit there going, oh man, that's, why did this happen? And then I try to find a solution.
3: The appropriate response. Well, <laughs> or yeah, that, or the, the more level headed response. It's just, response, for I'll me, say. it's putting the
0: freaking hands on. Like sometimes when you pop right. a hand off and you got to put a new hand on, nuclear, like nuclear levels of stress for me. Uh, most recent was with my play arts, Kasai, uh, Final Fantasy seven figures, uh, Oh, luckily, the little little girl was down helping me, which helps me kind of stay somewhat contained. Right. Um, Dad's like the Hulk right now. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've to had <laughs> too many of those to where I've learned that it's it's not good. It's not good for a, a little kid to see mm-hmm. that type of nonsense. But <laughs> it's just like, oh, just just fucking go in hand. Come on. Like, I just want to just want to <laughs> yeah. set up another shot. I have limited time. Just go on the damn peg
1: see that's the thing it's the time thank you that's the stress yeah. see i i completely understand right now with like with the semester going ahead uh you know all the little things that i have to do on top of that usually i reserve my saturdays for trying to shoot and then if you don't get that shot on saturday you're like well there goes my goddamn week yeah so one thing that was going to make me really happy <laughs> But now I've tried to, to, to do it in a different way is that if I don't get a shot, it's practice. It's really not a big deal. It means that I, 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 I didn't fuck up. I learned not to do that the yeah. next time. It's just yeah. the way I handle it now.
0: So, so. Um, so you've been doing this two years now. Uh, yep. I would say when you started out, you were you were – a black series uh, type of photographer, right? You started out with Star Wars, pretty heavy, but these days, favorite line to shoot—I know because I spy on you. But what's your favorite mm-hmm. line these days? Uh, Mesco toys. Um, <clears throat> the the one I
1: gravitate to is towards Mesco, obviously, <laughs> but at the same time, I want to try to break away from that a little bit because I don't want to be known as that right. either. And the reason why I was going towards Mesco, yes, they make a great product. I really love what they produce. And at the same time, it, it it's it feels interesting to manipulate those types of figures, especially when the light hits them. You can get really great results because it's not a shiny plastic. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, however, the reason why I kind of did gravitate towards that is as a result of what we were talking about just a minute ago, uh, time. When you when when you don't have that much time, you start looking towards the things that are readily available to you. And what I've done is that I've put all of my Star Wars toys in these bins where they're all like, you know, like these are my this is my Stormtrooper bin, they're all of identified. Course. And then this is my Jedi bin, they're all identified. And they're at the bottom of my bookcases, whereas all my Mezcos, they come in huge boxes. And so they're just readily available, always there. So when I'm just like kind of, you know looking for for something to do or trying to get some time uh, and all that stuff I'll just turn around and be like well I feel like shooting this week well then my dad sent me um you know he he built some of the dioramas oh, that I yeah. have which is L- really let's cool.
0: talk about that like Jason not only <laughs> yeah. started this hobby for himself but he is now looped in his father who crafts these <laughs> my wife crafts these 112 scale usually 112 scale props i mean yeah. he's made you a raft tables picnic tables yep. chairs did he make the fucking couch in the logan pick
1: that's actually my
0: wife who made oh, are you that kidding one. me? it's really wow
1: no wow. i'm not kidding my wife look made at that this people knit, on the live stream she even knit these little pillows for holy me, these shit. little cushions that they have so she knits quite a bit but what she i said i said i need a couch i don't want to make this because i'm going to throw it see these are the things i throw <laughs> uh, but yeah so she she uh, she went i was uh, at square to spare i think it's called <laughs> on youtube and she we went to get the fabric she says what kind of fabric do you think would look nice I said, well i think the light would reflect nicely off that one because if you look carefully there's a little bit of green reflections and stuff like that and little highlights and i thought that was really neat so she spent the better part of the day you know just making that that couch for me and then at the end of the day she was, uh, I think she was knitting a sock for my father. And she says, I need to take a break. So I'm going to make you some cushions. And so I was very <laughs> pleased with that. <laughs>
0: i need Gomez to,
1: sitting right I need there to get my
0: family involved into like these little sweatshop practices of making me <laughs> making accessories <laughs> and clothes
1: no no it's canada we don't have dude those. i i mean I, <laughs> I saw that
0: couch and i was like holy shit where's this guy finding this stuff i mean it, that is uh, brilliant that at this point you're essentially self-manufacturing most of your your, your sets, right? I mean, most of you, I
1: have a friend of mine who's, who's, who's building some things for me right now. He's, he's having a hard time. He's not a perfectionist. Uh, I sent him a couple of images of like Reco, um, you know, what I wanted as a build because I really would have loved to get one from Reco, but right now with the pandemic and uh, shipping costs and whatnot, it's like, it's borderline, you know, unaffordable and so i asked my buddy he says do you want to do that and so he said yeah sure i'll, I'll try he had tried building some dials for me before um and he, he was just like i can't do this shit anymore it's uh, i don't have the patience <laughs> for it and it became it came to a head again yesterday where he called me up in a panic he says listen man i spilled paint all over my fucking you fucking Fuck asshole <laughs> one of the walls is completely destroyed and i was like oh
0: man. What did you get? what did you get this guy life. into Jason? What are you doing to your oh, friend, man? No. Well, it's cause he, he starts something
1: and then he says, yeah, I'm really pumped. I want to do it. And then after, after, you know, a certain amount of time, he starts realizing the project he's gotten himself into and he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I must've spent 120 hours on this thing. And I'm like, all right, maybe, <laughs> but you know, uh, you gotta, what's but another yeah, five. I'd like, I'd like to, you know, I, I use a, like a, in the Inspector Gadget shot, there's just that's just a, a piece of paper with a cardboard behind it that's from Instrument Diorama. I, I like using his stuff now that I understand how to use it. A little at the beginning, I was like, how the fuck am I going to glue this to that? And I have to print it out because I don't have a printer. It's just a nightmare. At one point, I was like, I just spent money on all this. I should have bought a diorama from some guy instead of printing all these sheets out and, you know, spending a you know, small fortune on trying to, on paper. So. I don't know. My dad built this swing set as well, and you know, a dock yeah, and all
2: like, that. Like stuff. I said, so, I mean, I yeah. think I
0: could write a book on Jason B Michael. I mean, I'm not that creepy. Like I don't, I don't just sit there and stare at your profile all day. <laughs> but it, it's kind of taking things back to the beginning. I mean, it, I, I, you kind of reached out when you started, and I've just followed along. Yep. I mean, it's just like, like I said, it's it's watching a a youngling. Uh, become a Jedi Knight or, or a Padawan to a Jedi Knight. And I would say Jason is well on his way to Jedi Master toy photographer. Um, but we're we're, we're taking I, up on the screen right now, Jason, I have your first ever toy photography shot, which just so
3: happens oh, to be a Star Wars that shot. That Luke, yes. I can't the, see anything right now. And sure. um, the Luke Skywalker sta- shooting into the, the camera, he got his lightsaber drawn yeah. as well. And if, you, and, and if you yeah. look
0: at this, this is February 9, 2019. We're not going to make fun of it. This is his first shot. But you can definitely see where he was taking <laughs> the tips from me because it's a, it's a nice little portrait shot, right? It's just Luke <laughs> with his arm out. He's got his lightsaber. Yeah. Nothing too fancy. Not a lot of effects. Just Luke in front of him. Is, it, is this your 1st digirama here?
1: Yeah, man. I had no idea what I was doing. I, I was just—it uh, was really weird because um, I've told this story before, but it's a fun one. That I, um, they just put out this archive series, and I—you know—everyone was clamoring for that pilot Luke Skywalker, the one that was exclusive to San Diego Comic Con, and I really, really wanted that figure. Uh, I think that this was a version of that where it was affordable, and so I ended yep. up buying three of them and um i don't know i i wanted one for the collection i wanted to open one up to see what it felt like because i hadn't handled toys in a while um and i'd never really had a luke skywalker figure so it'd be interesting and i figured that if i was going to try maybe to take a couple of pictures uh i should have one spare in case i break it because that's Mm -hmm. the logic of a collector (laughs) get more (laughs) um and so yeah i just decided i was going to open it up and maybe set them up on my computer screen i thought i saw some people do that i took this with my, i think my phone and then i opened up photoshop and tried to put you know a few effects on there and yeah that was the first one and i was supposed to be on hoth but i don't know why but i can't seem to get my digis to look like good right off the bat i'm gonna have to talk to um, i think it was trevor williams i was talking to the other day, I was, hey man, you're gonna need to give me a class on how to get the, you know, the white balance correct for, you know, the the, the digis because I keep screwing up and you can see that, that doesn't look like Hoth at all. It's blue. No one knows mm-hmm. where the hell he is.
0: <laughs> hey, it's, I just thought it was like a like a like a, a, a 90s. It's a synth version of of Hoth or you know late late 80s. <laughs> or it's like
3: it's like it's like the golden hour version of hoth like when hosk sunsets it's not boring you never heard of the purple
0: moons of hoth jason come on yeah you know it's it's,
1: it's the lore. i knew what i was doing i was just testing you guys yeah (laughs) yeah
0: it was it was all a lore. so just to show people and uh, how jason has grown i also asked him to send over a couple of his favorite star wars shots and we're also going to look at some of his personal favorites we've I mean, the one we're, we've been talking about, the Logan Deadpool, is his most recent and one of his personal yeah. faves. But this will just go to show you the, the growth that Jason has had. So we're going from February of 2019... To this next shot here, which is one of my favorites. It's it's a mashup of your Mezco toy love. So you got Gomez in there as a Jedi yeah. Grogu's in a backpack and he, he's got his, his cons on. He's midair getting ready to slash at some sand people. And this was... Uh, July 7 2020. So, you know, a year yeah. and a half later, look at the improvement in the quality of work, the attention to detail, and just the uh, it's the artistry to it. I mean, it, how did you even think of this one? Was this just because you started messing around with Gomez and you liked the way he looked or I mean, how did this idea come to you?
1: Um to th- to to things that came out with this one um i when i saw lone roach for the first time i thought he was one of the most amazing figures that i've ever seen i and i wanted to get that character and the reason why i like gomez so much now I've, I've completed the line i have them all i'm very very pleased with that how and much did that cost you did you
0: have to go back and black market I, uh, a few no
1: it didn't i'm actually quite fortunate to have people in you know, uh, my circle of friends that uh, are either getting rid of stuff right. or they, they I could trade a few things for it, you know, and things like that. Because yeah, so I only, have, I only have two at
0: this point. And if I try to go back and get any of the old ones, it's basically have to sell in a weapon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's it. I, I have, I have uh, let's say the people that I have, my, my good friends, the guy who who sold Low Roach to me, sold it to me for, for uh, retail. Um, because he had, yeah, I think he had two or three of them and he knew that I wasn't going to get rid of it or anything like right. that. And so he basically said, all right, listen, you need to give me, you know, seven or eight ideas of what you're going to shoot with that figure. And if I like the ideas, then I'll, uh, I'll, uh, we'll work ah. out it. Wow. and so okay. I was like, that's awesome. So what I did is I hung, hung up. I wrote down a couple of ideas that I wanted to do. This was one of them. And, um,
0: that's it he sent it to me it was really really there great. you go so so and, this idea um, actually led to getting the figure
1: yeah so the other neat. reason why i wanted to do that is because i knew it would pick, piss off nikki nikki <laughs> uh Krum over at nikki tai he's one of the, my Guy. good buddies online and he wants this figure real bad <laughs> and so i knew that if i put him in because he loves the samurai stuff anything that has to do with logan or uh, wolverine uh, samurai age and all that stuff. He loves the martial arts things, and I knew that if I put his favorite figure in a Jedi robe, he'd flip his <laughs> lid. <laughs> I think if you scroll, actually, on that, you, I I put a reaction of his. I said, "This is like, if you read like the what I did in the caption." I was like, "This is Nikki's face right now when he when he notices that I did this with the with the Gomez." So it was just to taunt him a little bit. I was having so much fun. So, yeah. And plus, I mean, Grogu was trending oh, at the yeah. time. And so I figured, well, you know what? Why? Why not have um, him in the shot? Maybe I'll just get an extra hashtag out of that. I've got it on one <laughs> of so. your
0: Jason is one of the best at providing BTS. I mean, I, I think every shot he's going to give you stills. He's yeah. going to give you multiple angles with a camera if you want to learn you learn from this guy. You don't even have to bother him with DMs. He, every shot he puts oh, out, Oh, it's on the other shot. Uh, every shot he puts out, he's going to give you a, a look at it. Jason, I got to ask, because I think this is one of the most ingenious things you've created. And I'm not sure if you did create it. I, I've got went, my dad that, that, that almost peg pole, right? Where you, you put yeah. pegs in to essentially <laughs> lay a ruler across and then you put your yeah. panel lights on top of that.
1: I stole that from Richie. From Nose rain always has um, some sort of boxes, shoe boxes or something like that, and they'll have a ruler over it. And I was like, that's interesting to have an overhead light at all times, depending on where you place it, you'll have a certain type of shadow that's going to do that, but you'll have uniform light. And I remember... I, I what I had done is I had used um, I was using beer boxes for a while. If you look back at my older shots, there's going to be a few shots where you get Heineken and Coke on one side, it's gonna be, you know. And then my dad was catching these things. and He was like, "What? Why are you using you know those beer and pop boxes in order to hold up your lights?" And I said, "Well, I don't have any contraptions." And so I went to the wear, uh, hardware store and I bought these like pieces of wood and I taped them together. And then my dad saw that and he says, "Listen." How, how how big are these things? How, how high do you need and all that stuff? And so he basically had a plan in his head and he was like, all right, let me let me work with this with you. And so he sent me a, a kit package at one time. Uh, there was a dock. He had those poles with those uh, fiberglass rods in them. And he said to me, he says, listen, he says, I gave you one fiberglass rod that you can use you can hang figures on. And then the poles on the side, you can put your rulers in at different heights. So depending on how high the intensity is for your light, then maybe you could, you know, you know, reduce the intensity of it or, um, or raise it depending on where you want your light from. And I was like, that's really awesome. And so I said, you know, you should patent that thing. Cause I'm pretty sure a lot of, yeah, dude, I, I was going to say, I mean, I don't
0: know if your dad's retired, but you need to start him he a is, fucking yeah. Instagram account and get him a business going. Yeah.
1: I wanted to, but my dad said to me, he says, I like doing it for you. He says, I just can't handle you know, people online. because uh, <laughs> You know, so some of the comments in my things are, you know, um, most most is going to be positive, but you always have some of those negative comments like, "Well, this is absolute shit," or, you know, "What a weird fucking way to spend your time," or stuff like that. My dad's not the kind of guy that likes to, you know, engage with those types of things, and he doesn't handle that type of criticism. He's like, "What the fuck? This guy doesn't even know me. Why is he reaching out to shit on right. my my right. work or anything like that?" that. So yeah, dealing with customers and stuff like that, nah. He yeah. said, he says, I'll do it for you. Um, maybe if there's a guy or a friend that you're, you know, you know, really in touch with, I could probably make something for them. But other than that.
0: No. Yeah, I just say, I, I wish I lived in Canada because that the, the the holding dial rods, whatever the fuck you want to call them. I'd love right. it. I mean, it's because really I cool. think about the the cluster fucks I get into when I'm doing some of my indoor shots and just what this would clean up for me. You can, you know, you can hang wires from the ruler. Like you said, you can uh, Mm -hmm. adjust the light intensity based on the pegs that go into it. Uh, You can set it up anywhere. I mean, it looks like sometimes you're right in your fucking kitchen doing shots or you're, you're taking the TV from the family doing your shots and you just plop your rods down and uh, they they seem to be a staple in every shot. So it is, uh, it is something that if it was out there, I'd be like, sign me
3: up, ship it to me. (laughs) Let's
1: do it. Fair enough. Um, But yeah,
3: So Jason, over, over your two year foray in in toy photography, we've seen like so much incredible growth over that period of time. And you've learned so many different techniques. Is there something right now that you're like trying to learn that you're focusing on any, any new things that you're trying to pick up? That's, you know, that maybe another toy photographer does really well. And you would like to implement into your shots. Uh, Is there anything out there like that that you're trying to learn?
1: Well, yeah, there's a lot. I try to, you know, learn a lot of things. Recently, I was talking to, oh boy, all right. Well, I, I can I can say this. It's not a big deal. Um, I-, I got into a little bit of trouble with Sergeant Bananas at one point uh, oh. because um, I was studying his work predominantly, and I wanted to learn his rain technique. And I was really trying to, to to emulate that because I thought it looked fantastic. And even now he uses snow, you know, so I watched the tested videos and then I have, I, have, I don't know how many shots I have that I've never used because of the fact that they just look like shit. I didn't have the right lighting. I didn't have the right setup and all that stuff. Um, I remember when I was doing a Comic-Con here in Quebec City, uh, I met a um, a director of photography who told me, I said, he said, Hey, I really like your stuff. And I was like, you don't get to tell me that you like my stuff. You're a director of photography. You have information I need. Uh, (laughs) If you were to give me one tip, uh, what would you say? He says, he said to me, backlight, 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 which is what I use now. I I predominantly light from the back. And when I did that, and then I started like spraying uh, the rain, I noticed that it started to capture it. And I was like, Oh shit, this is the way he does it. Um, And so I did this Popeye shot where um, it's essentially the same exact shot as Johnny, but I had finished the shot that I wanted to do beforehand. So I decided I'm just going to set up again to practice a little bit more. And I completely forgot that I had Johnny's shot on my phone the entire time in order to emulate it. And then I posted it on Instagram. And then he sent me the most perfect, (laughs) passive-aggressive, fuck you in his stories by sharing his shot to his stories. Yeah. And I'll never forget that because I was like, Oh man, I, I just pissed off one of the guys I look up to the most. And it was unintentional because I knew exactly what I was doing and I wasn't supposed to post that shot. And uh, so I reached out to him. I apologized. I explained the situation. He told me, you know, that, that, uh, he understood and all that. So we worked it out. It's all right. I, I don't know if there's any, he said it was water under the bridge uh, now and all that stuff. So I'm I'm okay, I'm okay with it. Uh, so I'm always very careful now in trying to emulate people's styles. Um, I recently spoke with uh, Jax from Plastic Action. And it was interesting because I'm trying to learn how to shoot um, with a very low shutter speed. Because sometimes, you know, you'll have guys like Richie, Jax. Um, I think not, not as much as but you know th- those guys have this nice um foggy background but that you can still kind of make out what they're what's there mm-hmm. and you can only achieve that with like you know having a high f stop where you're like okay i mean if you're at like f9 f10 you, that means you need to create some form of distance and so i reached out to him to ask you know, i was like you know i said listen i really like this shot of yours And I just don't get it. I says, how the fuck did you manage to to create that type of thing? Because then I studied his BTS. And then I basically broke down how I thought he made the shot. And he said, that's exactly how I did that. And Uh so I was like, oh, Christ, he's creating an optical illusion. That is fucking cool. And so right now, that's what I'm practicing. I'm working on trying to get certain certain amounts of depth where we can actually, because I usually shoot at 3.2 or 2.8, which means that my background uh, is going to be completely blurry. You go that low. I, I'm accurate.
0: surprised you get that amount of focus in your characters at that low of an <laughs> aperture there.
1: Yeah, but it's because I'm using the 50 mil, right? So once you get that spot, your, your, your margin of maneuver is really... Is that all really you're using,
0: Jason, just a 50 millimeter fix? Do you, do you use any other yeah, lenses? Yeah,
1: I tried to use 100 millimeter. I hated it. Uh, I'm looking into maybe potentially getting a 35 and an 85 to see what it looks like. But I mean, I still have my Canon T5i, so I don't even have full frame mirrorless or anything like that. It's just a crop sensor. Um, So that's, I'm trying to create those types of things. And so the inspector gadget shot is, is me trying to, get that type of depth of field you know what I mean so I was happy because I could see the building in the back which was interesting you can kind of make it out there's a Batmobile there that you can kind of make out so I was like okay it's you know it's not the 100% the way that he would do something like that but I'm trying to be careful to make my own things Uh, by trying to understand how they do that what do you think
0: that is Jason is it like are they getting pissed because they think you directly copied a, an idea, or because you're using the techniques. Because if it's techniques, no, I don't, no, no. I don't understand that. But
1: the technique is fine. Like, like Jaxa uh, was really okay with everything that I asked and all that stuff, and it was really, really fun conversation. It wasn't too long either. You know, it was just basically me, you know, asking, you know, how how, how do you create that, and he didn't he, he was, he was happy to answer with Johnny. It was a real mistake. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was me yeah. basically going and walking on his, on his way of doing things, passing it off as my own. And I know for a fact that that happens to him quite often. I interact mm-hmm. with certain people that, 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 do some of that stuff. And I'm like, okay, I gotta, gotta be careful, you know, cause I try to, it's not like I'm trying to gatekeep You know uh, the toy community or anything like that, but I study every single person that I interact with. I study their work just to make sure that I understand how they're doing it. And you know, when I see a shot that I'm like, "Come on, man! Someone did that like three weeks ago. It's exact same fucking thing. Don't do that.
0: Be careful." Yeah, I'm a. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking uh, one six shooters in here, Trevor. And I'm thinking too. It's like none of these people invented these techniques. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, it's not like these people invented spraying water on, over a, with with a backlit shot.
1: Well, no, but Johnny did. <laughs> okay, yeah, I,
0: I, I get. It. We'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. We'll keep it. We'll keep it um, um, political. But it, it's weird that I, I and I've seen it a lot with a lot of people. I mean, I you've even reached out to me before, like, "Hey, is this guy kind of uh, mimicking me, or he, yeah, he thinks exactly. that I stole I, from him?" It's just like. I guess I'm not even that deep into the toy community at this point, because all I do is a nice, yeah. simple portrait. I'm not stealing shit from anyone. It's just a fucking figure with some lights on it. I don't get like, yeah. oh, you use my technique. That's fucked up. It, it, that shit's weird. The me-
1: techniques, no, it's not the techniques at all. It's really like if you, if I would show you the shot, you'd be like, oh.
0: <laughs> it's yeah.
1: exactly the yeah, same so thing with a, a different dog. Okay
0: gotcha you yeah. know
1: so okay. I, and that i understood why he got you know angry mm-hmm. because it's it's basically me saying hey i'm going to just do exactly right. what he does and i should get uh, the same time of yeah. notoriety Okay, and i mean he, he's he's the guy who basically you know uh, the toy community owes him a lot
0: oh 100 you know i mean, I mean he is so. he was the face back in the day i mean there there are other accounts that have uh even bigger followings now but but johnny definitely was uh, the original, oh, whenever
1: he puts out a shot, man, I always look forward yeah, to it. He was shot, still, man. I still love that guy. Still so the much. original. So great, good. great
0: at posing. Good ideas. But I'm glad you mentioned some of your gear. Cause I was going to ask you, cause a lot of times people, if they're new or they're getting into this, they feel like I can never be a Jason B. Michael, unless I have a $2,000 full frame camera. And, and you man, just heard it from him. I mean, he's using a little, what'd you say? Is it TI five?
1: Yeah. I have it right here. It's set up already for, for
0: with the the 50 millimeter fixed. So, you know, it's, he's got to put Trevor's
1: here, man. How (laughs) How you doing, sir? Yes, I agree. We, I had this conversation with Trevor. I had this conversation with Trevor and uh, Trevor is another guy who I consider a monument oh, of course. In Trinity, and it's always interesting to hear both sides of the story. And I know that Trevor has stories <laughs> that he, he can talk about and stuff I like need that, that, but I'm not going to. I just need to know here. Spencer <laughs>
0: has reached out to him yet because I've been trying to get Trevor out. on the show for years. Cause I, I
3: mean, I, we could just ask him. He's always in our chat. We don't even need Spencer for this one. Trevor, you want to come on the show? I, I, yeah, I, I still want
0: one six on the show at some point. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Why did you not Eventually. like a hundred millimeter? I mean, that, that's like what most toy photographers covet. I mean, I, I know what once I got one, Jason, right. I haven't taken it off. I mean, it, it's been stuck to my camera. And maybe that's why I've limited myself to, to portraits and more static shots, because I am getting that tighter focus. I'm getting more of that that built-in one-to-one zoom action. Uh, what, what did you not like about hundred millimeter?
1: Uh, it was weird because uh, the hundred millimeter. I, I used it for two shots. I rented it for a weekend, and it was during the. Uh, it was really weird because it was during the the, the, um, the toilet paper crisis last year. Oh no! And, <laughs> and so that's when I did the Ant Man shot of him using just a oh little yeah on, piece the, of on toilet the toilet
2: paper.
0: seat yeah.
1: And then, yeah, everyone was like, "Wow, <laughs> your brain sticking your fingers on the toilet seat." It was like I watched the fucking thing first. <laughs> uh, but um, and then there was also Vader uh, taking the, um, you know, uh, what's his face? Oh Christ, I forgot his name. Dengar. 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 There you go. Yeah, Dengar's head... um, headgear off. You know, yeah. Because apparently it was a bathroom tissue shortage. Um, the, the 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 weird thing is, is that I like. I, I, I rarely shoot with the the eye viewfinder. I shoot with the screen, um, right. you know, so I kind of zoom in. I do my things, and it would keep shutting off when I put the 100-millimeter lens on it. And so I had to turn it back on, but every time I turn it back on, I'm touching the fucking camera, which means mm-hmm. that it's, it's fucking up my, my, uh, my framing. And so I was just like, come on, man, <laughs> stay on, piece of shit. And so just having to, you know, turn it back on every single time I got – really really pissed off at it and eventually i just was like okay i have to get close up if i want to shoot far away i didn't have enough time to explore it um so i I just didn't have any fun with it at all i wanted to rent another uh, lens i wanted to rent the i think it was the 35 and i also wanted to rent the 85 Uh, but they said that they're cheaper lenses and therefore they don't rent them out you have to buy them whereas because with the 100 millimeters roughly a thousand dollars. Eight hundred bucks if it's and, the canon. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, so that's that's twelve hundred in here in Canada. And so I um I was like, well, we can rent that, that's fine. I tried it out and I just didn't like it. Me should revisit
0: it well I, I, I mean i was gonna say I, I think you're giving me an opportunity to revisit my 50 because I, I started with a 52 like a, just a walking lens point shoot there's no zooming it's fixed focus you know you, you what you see yeah. is what you get and it i think a 50 would open up more space to to frame stuff in i've just become so locked into that tight portrait uh, constraint of the 100 millimeter and like you said i mean if you want to do far away shots you got to you know, you're looking at like 10 feet away from your subjects and your subjects are tiny and are they in focus and all this other fun stuff. So I I get it.
1: Yeah. I'm about, I'd say I'm about four or five feet away from most of my setups. Right.
0: With the 50. Yeah. No, that's why I just, I'm part of it's just, I'm just a lazy asshole and I don't feel like reaching into my bag (laughs) and unscrewing it and putting the other one on. Um, (laughs) Try it out, man. You're
1: going to have a great time. It's going to give you a whole different, you know, way of looking at it. Exactly. Um, and do you want in the middle of a shot? You should do it. Try do your close up shot with 100. And then after that, if you out. want to create an action shot, put your 50 on and then say, OK, let me It be I
2: interesting to see that
0: uh, Wednesday has become kind of my shoot day. I teach a capstone around 530. If I'm not feeling dead from that, I'll, I'll bust some stuff out and, and, and take a shoot. So I mm-hmm. may just do that, Mr. Michael. Uh, what do we got here? I mean, we, we learned about some of the gear. We've learned about some of his influences. I mean, obviously, the big ones. Um, uh, me. Oddly enough, which I still laugh at every
1: time <laughs> I still say I it. Big one. I, I guess I, I, I I'm a I'm a I am ai am do not know. You can call me a, a moocher. I try to take everything from everybody. <laughs> no, you're body. a you, Like you're a
3: student. Yeah, yeah. You which, is learn. what I had picked up. Yeah. Like you're a student of the game and it seems like you put a lot into learning as much as you can, either from, you know, looking at people's shots, talking to people. And you can see, I think that is a credit to like your, you know, quote unquote accelerated progression is because that you, when you got into it, you got into it in a way where you were more interested in learning than it was just like, you know, doing things. And Uh, and
1: it's just so much fun. I mean, and uh, learning from, a lot of the other people it's just how can I put it I don't know I've always been fascinated with cameras like right now I I was talking to somebody else she was a she's a sports photographer and she asked me she says what do you what do you think you're gonna be doing in the next you know year and I was like well I mean I'd like to do what you're doing you know I I, I'm okay with this I I like now I want to just generate more ideas and things and I got the setup that I like I'm getting comfortable I still want to learn a little bit more uh but when I take my camera outside, it looks like shit. So I want to, I want to try to practice that instead, but it's always, I don't know what it is. I've always been fascinated.
0: So are you, um, do you prefer indoor then? Are you, do you prefer being indoor where you have control over your light sources, over your environment? You can use your diodes for the most part.
1: I think, um, part of me misses outside quite a bit, to be honest. I mean, here in, in Quebec city, we don't, we don't have long summers, right? So I have to get in most of my stuff. You know, I had to figure out a way to keep shooting in the winter time. Right. Um, so I don't. I, I did try to shoot during the winter, like in my first my my first winter as a, a trying toy photography. I was freezing my fingers, man. Every time <laughs> I was trying to get something, I was just freezing my ass off outside. I'd get home Sucks. and I was like, all right, yeah, break out you, the Lipton soup to try to heal it, but you just pour it on your head instead.
3: <laughs> you, but you know. You know what I think would be cool, given your amount of progression in in such a short period of time? during the winter months over there you should recreate your first luke skywalker shot
1: i was thinking about it actually do it. that's a good thing that you brought
0: that up that it's a really star fun. wars shift yeah. challenge let's, let's get the uh the 2019 yeah, luke mean, remade redo redo the shot and in, in your with your yeah. new the other stuff i mean yes we can all learn we we, we can ask people but i i mean let, let's be real you also have to have the imagination that, that jason has uh, to cook up yeah. some of these shots, we're looking at another one of his uh, excellent Star Wars works here, and it's a shot of Mimban Han, right? And um, yes. there's a lot of of layers to this. I mean, I I personally love the practical explosion with your. Mm. was that just cotton ball and yeah?
1: D- yeah, and a light underneath, just a bit of acrylic black paint to create it.
0: Okay, way. so you like markered the cotton ball, then you didn't like actually char it a little bit with a lighter. Mm.
1: No, I, I, my days of charring things are pretty much <laughs> done. When I was doing the Popeye shot with my father last summer, uh, what I tried to do is I wanted to get uh, a piece of fabric, and we went outside on the uh, barbecue and I tried to do that, and it just basically burned to. A, Oops. You know, to <laughs> I, I, I should have I should have put that online because it's really funny. It was like here, here's the here's the downside of toy photography. Oh, hey, <laughs> here we go
0: up here. If you're on the live stream right now, I've got one of Jason's BTSs, and this is where you get to see him do what I where he dual wields, where he's got like his garden, his 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 seed <laughs> sprayer and his atmosphere aerosol, one in each hand. And he's just sitting there like. Uh, to add the effects i'm assuming what do you you just have your camera running on a timer at this point just snap 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 while you're doing this
1: exactly yeah what i do is i put my i give myself 10 seconds and then i start creating the effects around two seconds and so essentially what it does is take six shots And I'll take the one that I like the most. But I mean, this, this is, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, man, this is really great. And you're like, you know, how many shots I had to take to get that? It's roughly, you know, 80. Oh, I was good. In order <laughs> to get the one that yeah, I mean, like. There, dude,
0: there are times where I, I'd say within a three hour set. And then I'd like to hear your numbers. Let's say you do. And I'm someone that still likes to do multiple setups just because I get a little window of time. I still got a little kid. So I, I don't quite have the okay Uh, the 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 full-on just back to dad being locked in the basement life so when i get time it's like all right here's a figure i'm going to try to get at least three or four shots out of it um i just lost exactly i I have no clue where i was going
1: but i i don't do that i don't
0: try to get two shots you you plan for a scene at this point in time
1: yes that's what i try to do the most now i'll get an idea i'll write it down i have a i have a place on my computer where i keep a bunch of ideas i also have a bunch of ideas on my phone um, uh, which I don't revisit often, but <laughs> they're there in case I'm running out of stuff that I want to shoot. But, um, you know, I, I tried to, that was the one thing that I wanted to do most. Um, because I felt like I was stagnating. I was just creating like an action shot or a poster shot or something like that. And I wanted to try to get into storytelling a little yeah. bit more. Um, and it, like, it's, it's the pressure to put out something every week, you know, that's going to be, you know, generate a bit of interest and all that stuff, but also give me personal satisfaction because, you know, it's one of those things that it takes me away from, you know, regular day life. And at the same time, when I started realizing, I was like, I'm pumping out the, you know, I don't want to point it out, but I can tell you guys after that, <laughs> I, I noticed something, I noticed a pattern and I didn't like it. Uh, so I decided that, you know, stop Putting that much pressure on yourself if you need two weeks take two weeks um and when that kind of pressure lifted i was like oh well you know um the three last shots that i made were completely different and i had a lot of fun doing those so i was like i'm going to try to focus on that so building scenes to me is more important than getting multiple shots and this is a conversation i've had with d amazing uh, so many times because he takes on average i think per session between three and four hundred shots Ooh. You know, and this is daily. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he laughs at me because he calls me like tripod people. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I say to him, I was like, okay, listen, this is, this is my most recent shot. And I send it to him. He says, where are the others? He keeps taunting me with that oh, shit. No. Where are the others? <laughs> I was like, I only shot the one. Hey. So sometimes you'll see I'll get maybe you know, 10 shots, it's always going to be the same angle. Maybe I'll try the tighter shot a right. little bit just to see if the angle works better, but it's usually just that one shot. I'm not going to get different angles or anything like that.
0: Yeah. I, th- where I was going before, before my, my brain farted on itself. I, I typically, <laughs> at, at, after I'd say two, two and a half hours shoot, I'll have anywhere from five to 600 images to go through. Wow. And that might produce think- three or four shots typically 3 uh maybe less and and that's the fun part is is shooting setting up the lights clicking the button the shitty yep. part is offloading your card and then having to the sift through each one and be like oh that one's better than that one but that one's better than that one and that one so which oh, one do i no. keep do yeah. i keep this one do i delete that one do i merge them together do you color code everything do you color code No, I'm not that not that intense. Oh, I, co- <laughs> yes.
2: I color
1: code them. I have like a purple. <laughs> I have based myself on Formula 1. Uh, purple is is the best. It's like oh, the fastest no. lap. Dude, it would it would take me 5
0: hours to to edit my shots at that point.
1: Uh. <laughs> Sorry guys, I just got a call from a friend. I didn't want to turn off my camera. I no, apologize. I'll just send him a message. You're back. <laughs> Don't
0: call. I'm in I'm in a, I'm in a you're thing. You're back.
3: It's all good. You're still connected on our end. Okay. Uh, yeah, no I mean, Trevor's there. saying
0: he loves editing. There is, there is some fun in it because you, you never know. When your camera's on high speed and you're using a remote or a timer like Jason, you don't know what, what it's capturing. You don't know if it's getting the the rain, the smoke, the the atmosphere, the sparkles, whatever. Yeah. So some, there is yeah. some fun to that. But when you have 500 to go through, it's just like, OK, I wish I didn't hit the damn button so many times so I didn't have to sit here <laughs> for as long as I've been sitting here to find the one shot. Because I think I found the one shot, but it also could be at the very end of the roll. So I got to go through all of them now just to make sure I got the best.
1: I want to ask Trevor. Trevor's there, and the uh, how many shots does he take? Trevor, we'll, we'll, yeah, what's, your, what's your what's your average shot? Yeah, how now, many Trevor, how
0: many shots Trevor. per shoot, Trevor? We'll we'll wait for you because I know we're on a bit of a delay. We're on like we a move uh, a little bit to. Uh, we we've talked about Jason's Logan shot, which is just fucking epic. Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's uh-huh. the idea and then the execution. Even to me, what sells this shot, Jason? Outside of the fact that your wife built a fucking couch and and sewed on the cushions and shit. It's the pose. Like yeah. Logan is so perfectly posed like he's getting a manicure. And then you got Deadpool yeah. Yeah. perfectly posed, like he is truly focusing on making Logan's claws look as shiny and as sharp as possible. Yeah, yeah it's um, Trevor just came in, he said several dozens to hundreds per shoot. Different angles? We'll see what he says. After that, uh, he just said, Colossus. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, because he sees the, the Colossus background. Oh, uh, but no, I, I uh, just, yeah, yeah the,
0: the posing is just uh, what sells this shot to me. It's just, I I mean, Logan, they just look so comfortable together. Uh, yeah. They do look like a, a true odd <laughs> couple. I wanted to,
1: I don't know where this idea came from. I, it was one of those ideas, like, initially, what I attested was just I wanted to use my father but my father built me a bar built a bar for me and um I wanted to have Logan stabbing some guy in the head uh on the bar turning around with his his um you know claws kind of threatening somebody else and all that stuff. And I was like, that's so, that's, that's typical Logan. I says, what would be, a, what, what could I do? I mean, they have a weird relationship. I says, I'd really like to have Deadpool in the shot for some way. So I had Deadpool sitting on the bar at one point, just kind of like waving at the camera. So I'd have him breaking the fourth wall.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I was like, I don't know. It just feels uninteresting. I didn't want to do that. I'll have a different, you know, setup up in the bar. So then I started brainstorming ideas and I, I basically plopped them because I always have my, the couch is always on my, my desk. It's always there. I have Gomez there chilling, doing something. I also have, um, you know, maybe Jack, Jack from the Incredibles sitting there as well. And a couple of cats. And so I'm trying to create a home away from home on my, on my workplace. Um, so then I just put Logan, I popped him down on the couch and I was like, what, what can I do with him? And he was in this comfortable position, just like the way he's leaning there. <laughs> and the initial idea was, because he comes with this claw where he's flipping him, you know, just that one claw yeah, where he's flipping the, the somebody middle finger, off. Right. Yeah. And I, would, I said, it would be interesting if I put them together where Logan has just chopped off Deadpool's head. And he's holding, Deadpool's holding his head and is basically saying, I, I want to change the channel. You're on your phone. Who gives a fuck what you're watching? Yeah, you know, kind of <laughs> those situations we've all been with. With our dad, right, and so you know, Logan being that really old guy would kind of be in that situation. And then I was like, "Well, that means that I'm gonna to have to use a caption to sell the picture. Okay. It's not gonna be the story." Right. So I said, "What kind of situation could I be in where it would just the storytelling itself is going to be, you know, them?" And so then I was speaking with uh, Darth Dantada, who I speak with regularly, and the idea just it was popped in my head. I just turned Logan's hand around and I grabbed one of Deadpool's swords and I said, Oh, that'd be interesting. Maybe Deadpool could be sharpening a sword on Logan's claws. Yeah. And no, then it I was works like, perfectly. Yeah. And then I was like, not the sword because that's about Deadpool break out the knife. So it looks more like a file. So that way <laughs> it's more like a weekend getaway. <laughs> Of them together. I
0: mean, it looks like they went to a, to like a Swedish spa or something and they're, they're relaxing in between, they're they're relaxing in between treatments. You know, they're, they're going to go get their their mud facials after this.
3: I mean, it's just so perfectly the poses, but also the setup. I mean, like the little, like the, the whiskey decanter with the glass right next to them. And then the, like everything that that's in the setup just sells it so well. And that's one thing that I've realized just from seeing so many toy shots from being on the show is like there are storytellers who can tell stories with the shot alone, kind of like you described. And and you have really grown into one of those people who do, you don't need the. Yeah, caption, I, I love the that. Words I like
0: when you said that to tell the you, story. you pivoted yeah. from a, an idea because you knew that you would have to rely on words to convey the meaning of the shot. Right. And, and I've mm-hmm. always told Nick it, some of the best shots are ones that you look at and and they feel alive. You feel like these characters are doing something. Mm-hmm. They're 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 living, breathing beings, even though they're little pieces of plastic that cost us a lot of money and sometimes frustration. Uh, and it yeah. is, it is. I think that's the magic in this hobby. Sometimes is when you can just look at the image and the viewer can can create their the a story based on what they see versus having the artist have to say no. This is what I meant. Uh, and yeah. Jason has yeah. really gotten good at telling the stories.
1: Oh, but the, I see the comments I thought Logan was getting a manicure. He is getting a manicure. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, so I don't tool, know what I said. That was
3: purpose. <laughs>
1: right. But, you uh, could
3: almost use it to give him a manicure and sharpen his knife at the same time. Yeah.
1: I, I wanted, I didn't want him to sharpen his knife because the story, uh, his blade, yeah. because the story would be about Deadpool sharpening yeah. his knife. By having the smaller blade, it's about him, you know, sharpening. I was speaking to Blaine uh, from Blaine and Things and he was like, yeah. wouldn't it be awesome if he was actually painting the nails? And I was like, fuck. Ah, that that would have been, been cool. That would have been really funny too. That would have been
0: cool.
1: <laughs> so we got a... Uh, so uh, go ahead, yep. Jason. No, it's because I, I used Richie's little carpet. Yeah, I was going to say one you one
0: got uh, you had uh, the, uh, the nose rain carpet. I don't know if that's NFT or... Are you NFTing at this point in time, Jason? you getting mixed up in that crazy shit or what i'm um, fungible tokens
1: i i i'm reading up on it i don't know what to think about it it's a bit weird i do want to like i mean i i know that Zay's getting into it and i know that he's a sure value uh so there's a part of me that wants to reach out to a buddy of mine who understands that stuff um a bit more i do think that there's a certain aspect to cryptocurrency that's interesting where it's probably a not bad investment long term but at the same time i don't know Anything about that? Are you world, so is Canada so scary, allowed? Scary. The,
0: do you have Canadian crypto markets or are you guys not even allowed? The, um, see, I don't even yeah. know,
1: man. I have yeah. no it is, clues. it is, dude. And it's so wild time, west.
0: I mean, it, it, at one point in time, a well, guy is, is going to come just,
3: in and, and start to control India. It. Just banned <laughs> it, India there banned all crypto trading. <laughs> so that's the you know, the second largest country in the world has basically said, uh, nope, you can't do it. That. It's, it's all <laughs> a population. neat
0: idea, especially for the NFT. I mean, it. For, Just a a broad explanation, it's kind of a way to get artists paid is, I think, why they're Mm -hmm. doing it. But if you really look into it, the the, the, the coins they're using to back all this stuff are um, horrible for the environment. Really, uh, cryptocurrency in general is horrible for the environment because it requires all these data centers, servers, lots of power being used, uh, lots of shit being put out into the atmosphere. So. I, I trade in crypto. I'm not going to sit there and get all high on my horse. I mean, I fuck around in crypto, but I just thought it was funny seeing this big NFT mm. movement seemingly come out of nowhere in the in the artist community over the past, what, month or two.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I, just, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, like I said, I think uh, like it, it, I like I know I know Zay is a sure value. I know that if I decide to get one of his things, it's not something that's going to be you know. I'd rather own something by him than Logan Paul. Let's put it that way.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> All right, we're, we're
0: looking at what Jason's last shot, and this is one he picked as I think his personal favorite, and it actually has a, one of the props we were talking about mm-hmm. that his father made in this this bitching yeah. Popeye raft. Uh, but the shot you got Popeye shirtless on a custom raft with a custom sail. He's got the spinach popped, and there's a, gr- a great white jumping in front of him. It's just it's so it's so Popeye. Um, but w- w- why is this one of your personal favorites?
1: Uh, this is so many things have to come together to make this shot. Uh, this is actually based on the concept that uh, Felton um, yasky '79 had done. It's a shot that he created with um, Nosferatu. And it's really interesting because when you go see his first Nosferatu shot, we were talking about it. I don't remember when, but he's on a a canoe or a little boat, and there's this fog. And what Felton had done is he poured red dye, black dye, into some water using just this tarp and back to create this, like, smoke effect where he's coming. Now, everyone who's anybody who owns the Nosferatu 112 Collective from Mezco, you, you got to understand that taking a hundred and some odd dollar figure and sticking it on some unstable boat in some black dye, black yeah. die, so it's itchy. just like, we don't want that shit to fall in. <laughs> and So it was really interesting. But uh, what I got from it was like, oh, he actually was able to create sort of like a, a river in the middle of his basement yeah. or in the middle of his apartment just using a a, a thing of water like this just
0: this, this the plastic yeah i have bin. your bts now up showing people how you you, and you created I, I, an I ocean. Took that
1: directly from, yeah I, I took that from felton and now felton what he did he poured the writ diet and i was like well how can i make that less scary uh, so what i did is i grabbed a green garbage bag and i figured that'll probably give me just the reflection i need for you know that ocean color that we normally get and I asked my father if he had a plain white sheet so we could hang it up on the, um, on the uh, clothesline. Uh, so all this to say that this was the first time I was able to see my parents from like the beginning of the pandemic. And my father had started like helping me out with toy photography. And what I wanted to do is try to get him uh, to help me out to create a shot because it would make the shot a little bit more fun. To see well, I, yeah, really if you go through your BTS, it
0: is like I, I'm assuming this is yeah. probably a fond memory between you and your dad sitting out there on the exactly. deck. Exactly, you've got him. Yeah. He's doing the Jason B. Michael dance with the with the, the spray air, trying to kick up some waves, right? Yeah
1: exactly and uh, plus the raft idea was my mother's idea she's like why don't you have them on a raft why are you guys getting a boat i just love that that? you (laughs) have you have managed to
0: incorporate (laughs) your entire nuclear family you got extended family in here i mean you've really brought everyone on board with this hobby i think that's doesn't like playing with yeah i think it's fucking awesome (laughs) i I mean i think it's hilarious not hilarious it's it's great that you can share yeah. this hobby that you love so much with people that you also enjoy. I, I know now just my my daughter's almost five and she'll start coming down and watching me do setups, asking questions, looking at the viewfinder. And that enhances the, the experience. So I can only imagine it's what it was fun. like to be like, hey, hey, dad, let's uh, literally Jason went yeah. there on vacation. They chopped some fucking trees down in the yard, made yeah. a raft and then shot it on the deck. I mean, come on that who couldn't ask for anything more than, you know, spending time with their dad and their family in general. I just think it's fantastic with this hobby is perfect too. You
1: know, it was bright yeah. and early. I think that was eight in the morning when we shipped. Yeah. I love, I love, and, I love yeah.
0: outdoor photography. I mean, it's, it's my preference. Yeah. Yeah, that, that natural light sometimes gives you the nice. best. Super fun. Um, but I playing with those loom cubes is fun too. So I get it. All right, Jason. Well, I mean, we've, we've, we've had you here for an hour 45 already. Holy shit. Um, do you still yeah. want to stick around and do the, the, do the top five before you go?
1: Sure. Right. If you're not kicking me off, I'll Excellent. stay. All right. So before
0: we get into that, just do you have maybe one or two tips that you'd like to drop on uh, people just starting out?
1: Oh, uh, just, I don't know.
0: Do what Jason does. Study, ask questions, don't copy. And yeah, if you do, that's it.
1: Reach out, you know, most of the time, like I uh, reach out. It's hard to do that sometimes, you know, I, I, I get these, my DMs are filling up and all that shit. I oh, I know re- you big guy, you've,
0: you've hit the, 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 no, five no, figure no. mark. It's hard to get them to reply to DMs <laughs> anymore. Jeez.
1: <laughs> I really apologize. I want to reach out. It's just that when you I wake up in the morning and there's like 50 and I'm like, come on. I can't I can't do that No, it's, I can only know, imagine like it, and I've thought
0: about that like people like you one six Jax Black Series like what what it must look like because even on our little shitty Star Wars time show you know we, we're almost going to hit 10,000 but sweet, but, but I'll, I'll wake up sometimes and there'll be like 15 DMs and I'm like uh you know I'll go through and I'll go through and see uh, who canceled us today for having an opinion they did, didn't like uh, or whatever yeah. but I but I do imagine that yeah. once you get that, that, that larger following, it could get a little, yeah. a little cumbersome.
1: I don't know. I don't know what to say really when it comes to, uh, like, I think it depends on what you want to do. I remember someone, um, Mitchell Wu said, you know, try to find your own style. I said, you know, and I understood what he said to me because we, we exchanged about it, you know, like, you know, try different lenses, uh, find figures that really make you, you know, uh, have fun with and all that stuff. But at the same time, I think that it all boils down to um, tell the stories that you want to tell, you know, you can base yourself on technique from other people. But at the same time, what makes your work original is the stories that you're going to tell. That's why people are going to gravitate towards your work. Uh, so, and don't be afraid to, to, to fuck up, uh, you know, you get, you get the, you know, and I'm pretty sure that Matt can testify to this. You know, we have more shots that we don't use than we oh, use. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of stuff underneath <laughs> the carpet that we're just leaving there and we're just putting out what we think is actually really interesting. And I think, you know, I think the best one would be, um, you know, what the director of photography told me is backlight, 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 a good, the, try to make yeah. sure that you're backlighting you that, as much as that's possible. That's
0: something I sometimes have to remind myself, get that shit back. Oh, there. and gear does not make you a better photographer. Thank you. It helps.
1: It helps. Gear does not make you a better photographer. It's really interesting when they, you know, ask us, you're like, what camera are you using? And I'm like, it's not the fucking camera, man. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> why That's why I wanted to, to want?
0: point out the fact that you're like, I use a 50 fix on a, on a TI5 just to let people know that you don't need to have, uh, you know, the new Sony's, the new Canon's, the new Nikon's to create this art. Uh, to me a lot of it is it's in the head he, the imagination is where jason shines and then he's obviously good at, at executing the vision uh, all right buddy uh, jason in the in the skype chat i sent you the link to the top five so you'll have it there in front oh. of you if you want
3: yeah you oh, can i didn't see it. that uh, ch- or you can just go to yeah, and open it go. from there if either you're on your either on way okay. starwars.time.net
0: uh, but yeah, like, like we said, since Jason's here, we're just going to go ahead and get right into the top five. We'll, we'll, we'll finish the fan segment after we do some topics, but considering we're already almost two hours deep. We'll, uh, we'll do the top five with a special guest, someone from the community, Ooh. and uh, it should be fun. Instead of hearing our two yeah. dumbasses uh, sit there and, and drool over people's shots, we'll get to hear a real artist's uh, take yeah. on some of these. No. Um, all right, Nick, so yeah. go yeah. ahead and it's kick us off with, with this truth, week's yeah. version of the top five Star Wars fan artist feature. Yes
3: the top five this week kicks off with at rebel underscore jawa on instagram and this shot here this is you know it's a tross shot so maybe jason's already a little itchy he's like eh, you know No, <laughs>
1: but, I'm, good. I'm good um
3: so this one we see an alternate version of tross an alternate history where you have dark side ray Rey no. and kylo sitting on the the throne of exegol which i'm sitting on now you can see my background Um, And and it really does kind of give off this sense of like a like an alternate ending to Tross where where Kylo and Rey are, you know, both turn to the dark side, but they kill the emperor and and they take the throne themselves. Um, I just thought it was a very like this is again, it's one of those shots that can kind of tell a story with the image itself, showing you this this alternate version of, of, of Tross. So I thought it was See, pretty cool.
0: I'm, I like the Dan Rebel Jawa he's he always takes what I like to really very good. clean shots they're very crisp clean they're they're lit well uh subjects are always framed properly uh, but yeah in this Ray is 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 hard to shoot I mean she's basically a cement head I mean everything's kind of connected <laughs> to that hood uh, so whenever you you can kind of get this rate to look good and not look like a, an action figure, I think it's a, a a good shot. Plus, you got the you got the little uh, melted Vader edition there, Kylo's favorite childhood toy. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, overall it's it, it's a pleasing shot. Like I said, to me, it's just the clarity that Rebel Jawa always brings. It stands mm-hmm. out. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, man. I really liked the shot for one specific reason. He didn't use a red light. Uh, it could have been really easy to go down that route to really make it dark side. But at the same time, what I think that Dan is actually signaling to is the fact that they were actually born from the light side of the force. You yeah. have that nice blue light that kind of gives us a little bit of hope because it's actually shining from the right side, which mm-hmm. is literally the future pointing towards them. So I don't know. There's something um, really hopeful about this one even though there's a bit of darkness there
3: yeah yeah no that's everyone a listening call.
0: you're yeah. not going to get this type of deep insight next week because jason's not going to be <laughs> on the show so just return to our two yeah. dumbasses going "Ooh, it's pretty, pretty color it looks neat <laughs>
3: <laughs> no yeah i mean that's a fantastic call out because you are right that's I mean, fucking like, deep like i feel it, like i need it, to go meditate yeah, right now no. that's, <laughs> that's a very deep cut so um at rebel underscore Java on Instagram, yeah, no, Dan, sure Dan Dan's give, a great dude. Uh, I mean he
0: got I think yeah. he's worked with with Disney, him and Jared that's Sir Dork. They got to do that that tross kickoff and that uh, awesome, they man. actually have both that have was. had subsequent opportunities to kind of shoot some Disney products. So uh good for them. You never yeah. know what can happen with the in this community.
3: We got an end with Disney now because Jared has been a co-host on the show in my yeah, absence. Right. So we just gotta we gotta pull on that string. Um <laughs> So next up in the top five this week I, is I at Intergalactic <laughs> underscore Raptor. I I love Intergalactic Raptor in general. Like his, he's kind of like Jason with like his his creative mind and the setups and all of these different styles and, and universes. That definitely he goes for humor and, and, a lot. Like
0: Intergalactic yeah. is this definitely is awesome. down with the Star Wars humor. And in, in the shot we're yeah. looking at, Nick, it's 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 a Xenomorph baby in Grogu's bassinet. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Intergalactic is trying is recreating the, that iconic shot from season one at the end of episode one where Mando looks at Grogu. You get that pulled out kind of landscape version of it and, and Grogu reaches up and he reaches out. But in this one, you got the alien baby popped out. And Mando's like, oh, fuck. Like, what the fuck is this yeah. shit?
3: That Mando pose is what made (laughs) the shot for me. It is it is, is picture perfect. I don't know if anybody could have done it better. That like cringe back like, oh, maybe that's what I expected here. But that in itself is just so good. And then like, I don't know what the figure of the the alien baby is, but it's like in a perfect kind of like almost like snake-like peeking up out of like the, you know, the the box pose. I mean, it's just great.
1: This is interesting because now I want to know what happened to Grogu yeah
2: right
0: that thing just <laughs> came out of its stomach infected. i'm assuming right i mean it- yeah it was i was like, like oh boy <laughs> what happened to this kid poor
1: kid <laughs> oh, at the man. same time it'd be interesting because now this is a whole different story what we could do is like does the alien baby end up Going away with Luke, right? Yeah, yeah he, right? Trains <laughs> he, kind of he trains a xenomorph. he right? trains a xenomorph Jedi. I want to see that movie. Yeah, when the yeah.
0: xenomorph spits acid on people, it looks like no, no, that is not the Jedi way. Exactly. Don't It'd be interesting the- to see them freezing like
1: Kylo Ren in the Force Awakens. you just of uh-huh. just melting in thin air. Jason, awesome. <laughs> someone else that does
0: this. Do you think Intergalactic just got an amazing balance going on Mando right there? Or do you think he used something to to keep him propped up? Because look how he's, I mean, he's like teetering on his heel and his toe. On his edges.
1: Um, So do you think that's
0: just balance?
1: I gotta be honest, I think that the easiest way to hold him up, though, is probably to have a uh, rod from Mando's uh, waist and hooked it up in the wall in the background because that's fine.
3: Okay, yeah, because you could do that and you, would, you wouldn't yeah, you would even have to wipe it out it. if you had the right angle. Precisely,
1: yeah, that's one thing. Try to, try to do the less amount of possible in, in Photoshop. You. you try to hide the stands and I think that would be the easiest way to do that one.
0: Yeah, I just, I love sometimes looking at these shots and, and try to figure out, did they sit there and work on bouncing mm-hmm. it perfectly for 20 minutes and then got a shot before it fell over did they get him set up oh, and, no. and it fell over before the shot took place or is there some uh trickery going on here
1: i think yeah. with the, the stand itself most likely with the little um you know pod that's probably two shots maybe he combined them so he could take out the stand and gotcha. post
0: yeah, mm-hmm. but it always yeah, it always beautiful. fun stuff
3: from at intergalactic underscore raptor like i said uh excels yeah. at the yeah.
0: star wars humor if you will
3: very underappreciated account too. i mean like with the amount of like inventiveness the creativity in his mind to only have 1300 followers is actually like a travesty so i i i'm very impressed by by his work um all right, so next up for the top five this week is at Danger for you Breakfast. You were all over the, the humor this is,
0: shots this week, Nick, huh?
3: I, I like these. These spoke to me this week. I don't know why. Danger for <laughs> Breakfast is the first time being featured in the top five. And it's so what we see here is a rancor, except the rancor has taken the role of scriptwriter. He's got a pair of glasses on top of his head, a pen in his mouth, and he's clearly you know, going through and and editing a script or or making notes in a script that has been given to him. I don't know if it's a, you know, if he's potentially making notes for a part that he's going to play or if he himself is writing the script, but uh, it's just so. I love the idea. I mean, I love
0: when people just come out with, come up with far out shit, like who sits there and goes, huh, I got this rancor. I'm going to sit him at a typewriter and turn him into a screenwriter. That, that to me yeah. is, is the fun of being in this community, viewing the community, going through and looking at the shots every day. Which, by the way, if you would like to be featured on Star Wars Time Show's Top 5 segment, please tag us in all of your Star Wars art. It doesn't just have to be toy photography. I know we're talking with my man about toys, but it could be any art tattoos if you take a shit and it looks like a death star post it at star wars time show hashtag star wars time show that is how you can get featured on our top five segment there we go this is
1: uh, i like his clever use of the pens as the red and blue lightsabers Yes. this is really interesting. The little accent using the big pens to highlight Star Wars that way is really interesting. See, that's another yeah. one. Like again, Jason show,
0: just picks up all these things that I wouldn't even like see. It's like detail. I wouldn't even see that that nod, but I I, I get it now that you have uh, made me aware of it. I, I just look at the guy <laughs> and like. I wonder if he's a good writer. Like, I, I, I wonder what this movie is. Like <laughs>
3: That's great. L- like that what? was perfect. What I also think is funny is that, like, it seems like these props are appropriately sized for the Rancor, like for a right? Rancor figure. Like <laughs> the typewriter seems like it's like you would figure a Rancor if you put a regular typewriter next to him, it would be tiny. But this this typewriter is appropriately sized. If he was going to write some notes, he could do it. And yeah, Danger just, did some good compositing
0: here. There's no doubt about it to kind of yeah. get everything everything scaled up like he did. Because I, I would assume that Rancor, even if it is a, a 118 scale Rancor, is probably still a, a foot and a half high. Yeah, right? Pretty big. Um, yeah, and getting him in that shot, getting him in an office with with a typewriter, and a pen in <laughs> the mouth. I don't know. I, I just I I like the, the the oddities sometimes that pop up in this community.
3: Yeah it's 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 a really fun a really fun shot um for from at danger for breakfast um fit him in a little hotel i mean a little apartment too i mean that's impressive impressive work um next up on the top 5 so this is not a toy photography shot or oh, actually it it is a toy photography shot but he's got like you know it's obviously a lot of photo manipulation in oh, photoshop oh, yeah so this is from at hb photoshop on instagram and what we see is a is a semi recreation of the fight between anakin skywalker and obi-wan kenobi in episode three um and what we see is obi-wan standing on a outcropping of rocks anakin standing on an outcropping of rocks and then all of the the bokeh and the fire from the mustafar river kind of floating around them mm. and i mean really this is kind of You know, like I said, it's a mixture between toy photography and Photoshop. But really, this 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 image comes to life in the Photoshop post-processing work that was done.
1: What's interesting about this shot is revisionist history.
3: Anakin's got the that is right. Yeah, that is right. Yes, he does. He's trying to to, to flip the tables. (laughs) Yeah. Do so. you think Obi-Wan makes the jump? Do you think that Obi-Wan having the, the low ground? Nope. No, I think no like any nope. other
0: intelligent person, he just walks up to him and, and be, <laughs> yeah, resumes just, lightsaber fighting. There's, <laughs> yeah, we talked about this a few weeks trying. ago. I was like, what the fuck was Anakin? Like, yeah. why did he have to do a front flip to get up there? He could have just walked up and continued the battle all right because it was in there the you go. it's not like yeah. obi-wan it's he not had like, to, obi-wan had a fucking machine gun nest at the top of a hill <laughs> to, to mow him down and take advantage of the high ground in that sense but oh well it is what it is
1: yeah, it's just, it is weird because you know they, like this whole it's poetry they rhyme it's essentially the first flip he does in revenge of the sith when he goes to fight obi-wan you know to get closer to him he just mimics that again but he tries to go farther than he's right. supposed to yeah and fucking gets chopped so it's it's one of those things i don't know yeah it's weird he
3: was trying to prove he was it was hubris it was pure hubris in that moment as Mm. as darth now darth vader he's like now that i've made this jump to the to the dark side i have more power than you'll ever understand and Mm. i'm gonna prove it to you right now flip right into your blade yeah and uh not not quite anyways hb uh, stuff
0: here if you there is a a bts if you go to uh the account uh just digital creator looks like a a a young artist here 15 years old so just kind of getting their feet wet with this thing uh but it's i don't know if they're they're toys or if this is just true digital Manipulation, taking digital files from various sources and mashing them all together to create a cohesive image.
3: Yeah, Um, it's definitely a lot of Photoshop compositing, but it's definitely like the figures themselves are toys, but I don't know if he shot them. He may have like taken. That's what I mean. Did he he, grab those assets as well and just everything's an asset
0: placed into layers and then they're all. Magically stitched together, like I mean, Jason. I, I think based on what you said, you don't like to fuck around too much in Photoshop. Um,
1: no, because I suck at it. it
0: yeah, so <laughs> I, I assume like doing this type of stuff is is nothing you'd want to get into. But it's probably something no. you greatly appreciate, like like myself and, and Nick. Uh, like like the Mint hmm. completes. I don't know if you you know Mint complete. He's a compositor. Yeah. Uh, Black series and and plastic action. They've done some insane composites um i i like the shack because it it does it feels like a a poster you know like a uh uh, just kind of pops uh, the sabers pop you got you know you got the lava uh giving you some particle effects there but i I don't know it's just i i like Mm -hmm. these i like these digital creations because it's it's a whole different Mm skill set i think
3: yeah yeah Absolutely. So at HB Photoshop on Instagram, make sure to go give them a follow uh, a 15 year old creator. So give him some support on his uh, newly found journey in, in the Photoshop world. Um, and then the last one for the top five this week is from at Darth collector. And I thought that this was a pretty pitch perfect oh, scene hell, yeah. recreation totally. from, yeah, from yeah. rats. And what was really interesting to me is like the, the density of the fog That's coming down. So like it looks like there's an actual flow of this fog coming down from the light source above Vader and kind of like perfectly flowing onto the floor um, where, you know, he he and Palpatine are standing. I'll be interested to see what Jason thinks here, but I still think this is a full Digi-Rama.
0: And and Darth Collector just did an excellent job of splicing in the hot toys Vader and Palpatine. Wow. Okay. So you think
3: that this is purely an exact
0: still from Revenge of the Sith, and Darth Collector has has somehow wiped out the existing Vader, wiped out the movie Palpatine, and and dubbed in the Hot Toys Palpatine and Vader. What do you think, Jason? Okay.
1: Uh, I think you're right. Wow. Uh, I'm looking at it closely right now <laughs> online, and there's a uh, and I, I don't want to take your shot apart. It's a really nice shot. I think it looks really, really good. Uh, but yeah, so but if I look at Vader and the way that the shot is created and all that, there's a clear demarcation, you know, uh, between the light sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, from a distance, it looks fantastic. So yeah, this is a great. I was wondering where the hell he would have gotten that detail. On on uh, on um, an actual you know uh, prop, I was like, I want that fucking bed. Yeah, because he, <laughs> I mean, he even yeah. has like
0: <laughs> the, the cuff links are on uh, Vader's legs and arms. So I yeah, I'm really wondering, and I know Darth Collector listens. Could, I could be wrong. I'm wondering if he right. just dubbed in. Maybe the top of the body is the Vader toy, and the bottom is actual Hayden Christensen. Uh, either way, I don't yeah. really care how he made it. It's it's a great recreation of a scene so i mean you have people like jason Mm -hmm. that they they imagine stuff they create their own scenes you got people that recreate scenes from the films and and this is one of those just spot-on scene recreations from darth collector um yeah yeah. it's really good and that's hard because i mean i i I fuck around with digi sometimes the backgrounds and and like jason said one of the more difficult things is matching the light yeah uh, getting getting the light down the coloring down uh, but just the fact that vader is flush up against the background it makes it even more impressive because yeah it, like i said it's, it, he had to manipulate that still to a point where he could have dubbed these figures in without it looking like he wiped the figures out and and that's way beyond yeah. my pay grade when it comes to photoshop and and working with layers and manipulating these images yeah He does a
1: great job. I was looking at one of his Batman pictures and did the same thing too with Batman and you have Batman with the suits in the background and all that stuff. So I think
3: you're not wrong with the digi. sir. yeah, that was a good call. Good call by Matt there for sure. I'm a pro. Um, So that's the end of the top five. Uh, it was it was a much more enlightening top five with Jason here bringing in some more of the yeah I mean the who the fuck knew that big pens could be and, lightsabers that's like Jesus I know yeah noticing that's the thing is noticing the small details because Jason is a man of details in his photography and and he can pick up on that little stuff where where Matt and I probably <laughs> won't no. let that shit slide <laughs> <laughs> no
1: I have too much time on my hands.
0: <laughs> all right, Jason. Well, that that's the top five. We do appreciate you spending damn near, well, hell, two hours with us, man. Um, hopefully, we didn't. Ru- hopefully, pleasure. we didn't ruin your day or take up too much grading time. Um, no, uh, but at this point in time, I think we've we've said it all. Uh, thanks again for coming on the show. It was awesome to talk to you uh, in in somewhat real life instead of just through the keyboard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one, one of these days yeah. when all this shit gets cleared up, I, I still yeah. want to start some sort of toy photography convention. Just just for like yeah. toy yeah, photographers, be fun. To, you know, look look at people's work, go out on shoots, do all that crazy shit. Uh, but yeah. you're one of my favorites, Jason. You're, you're one of my Thanks, students and big time quotes I use that lightly um, it never put yeah. me on your masthead as as people that uh, got you to the top uh, I, I still think it <laughs>
1: oh no I, I, like I said man I, I, I'm influenced by everybody so if 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 I'm doing well now it's because of all of you all right, guys well, so
0: I'll, I'll take you. it man but uh, I do appreciate you have fun up there in the great white north and we will be obviously. Snow's melting. We're good. Excellent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> get out there, get, you know, get, get doing some outdoor photography again. Let's see what you can do uh, in the outdoors with all your newfound skills I and imagination. Ideas, so, so I know I'll be you watching go. your account and I know you're a, a dedicated and loyal at star Wars time show tagger and hashtag user when you create your star Wars art. So there we you appreciate go. you, man. Absolutely. Every all time. Right. Have a good go. night. Thanks again, good buddy. Back. We'll see you on the IG. Take care. See you, Jason. Thank nice you, Jason. Man all right let me uh it's, it's always a little weird to, to kick you out jason if you can x out you'll get out quicker otherwise i gotta figure out where <laughs> there you <Listen>. go <laughs> i got right. him i thank got you. him get out of here thank jason. you all right <laughs> let's switch back
3: to the, you know, the the usual look there we go uh well that was fun no that was that was a very fun interview and I mean, just seeing, like you said, over a short period of time, Jason's growth as a photographer is actually stunning. I mean, for, I mean, two years was like, he literally hit his two year mark from his first photo last month. That's what I'm talking about. And that's, that's That's what I'm most impressed about with at Jason B.
0: Michael. It's yeah. His art is fantastic, but it's the fact that he went from Haywood pop quality to plastic action quality in two years straight. So,
3: yeah, I mean, it's just his dedication. And I think he he said a lot when he mentioned the amount of, you know, the amount of questions he asked, the amount of just pure, um, you know, interest that he had in, in in trying to to grow his skill set through asking questions through manipulating what other people had done even if it got him in trouble one time like you know taking what the greats had done and trying to recreate that in your right. own way and and like he, he really being a student of toy photography and, and and kind of a student of the community itself because he used all of the people you know you and bananas and and trevor and all these other people who had been around for a long time i mean it was yeah
0: that's good stuff man.
3: he's definitely talented and and
0: easy to talk to i think he had some good insights dropped some some deep stuff on us with his with his breakdowns uh yeah that was neat that was cool so thank you spencer thank you jason Up next, I believe, is Natalie Cox, Juno Eclipse from uh, the Force Unleashed series. Uh, I think that's coming up on April 6th or something like that. All right, Nick, uh, of course, you know me. We're two hours in. I'm sitting here wiggling in my chair. You know what that means. So I'm going to ask you to go ahead and kick off our first topic, which is one near and dear to my heart. And that's the fact that uh, Genndy Tartakovsky's Clone Wars and other Star Wars EU shows are now coming to Disney Plus. I'll be back in 15.
3: Yes. Genndy Tartakovsky is the original Clone Wars creator. That was the 2D version of it. and, And his show... So the original Star Wars Clone Wars 2D, Gennady Tartakovsky Volumes 1 and 2, along with Caravan of Courage, uh, Ewoks Battle for Endor, uh, Star Wars Ewoks Season 1 and Season 2, and the story of the faithful Wookiee will all be coming to Disney Plus on April 2nd. Um, Now, obviously, it's unclear if any of this is considered canon at this point. I'm pretty sure that when when Disney took over the license that the Canon stuff was only the um, the 3D animated Clone Wars rebels, and then all of the movies, obviously. But it is nice to bring back um, some of these old 80s cuts, like you know, the Caravan of Courage from the 80's, the, the Ewoks show from the 80s, the Battle for Endor from the 80's. And then obviously the the uh, early 2000s, Yo, did, late 90s, uh, early 2000s. Did you watch any of those the, the Ewok fantastic. shows when you were
0: little? Probably not because you didn't start until the 90s. I,
3: no, so I didn't see them when they released. I saw Caravan of Courage much later. The Battle for Endor, um, like, I used to watch all the fucking time. With Sindel and Wilford Brimley was, is in it. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I heard that that was much better. I do have the DVD versions of... Um, clone wars volumes one and two uh that was something that when my video store shut down that i worked at the basically the owner like let us go in there like take whatever you <laughs> want here's a gar. here's a huge garbage bag Ooh, Fill it with that's, whatever that's a nice you job want. perk hey are you recording
0: yeah um i can start let's recording do it now. just in case <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna feel it because that was two hours with jace i don't know if i'm gonna feel like finding it yeah. but yeah let's go ahead and.
3: okay so i'm All recording right.
0: now we'll see how Um, i feel tomorrow when it comes to editing time but so nick do you like these clone wars because i've i've surprisingly found out from some people that a lot of people don't like these for some reason
3: i was a huge fan of these because it showed you so many moments that even in the even in the 3d animated clone wars that you missed out on like anakin's knighting ceremony is in is in this clone wars the the you know the very end of it, it shows you why Grievous has this hack and cough, and it's because as he is escaping the, you know, the Senate chambers with uh, Palpatine and To, Mace Windu and other Jedi catch right. up to him, and Windu fucking crushes his chest with and the that's force. And Nick. And the, the and, weird thing
0: to me that this isn't canon is I know at the time George Lucas himself said these are being created. To tell stories in between clones and Sith. In fact, season two of this show will lead right up to the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, which it does. I mean, we we get yeah, to see does. how it's the cool. Separatist fleet shows up, how Palpatine gets abducted. All this is used to be canonized via the um, 2003 Clone Wars. So I, I, I don't know why at, at some point in time they're like, oh, yeah, this is it's just expanded you. I mean, the, the yeah. maker himself... Requisition this show to be made to lead into revenge of the sith 100
3: yeah i'm not sure if it's if it's because like if, if if at some point in the in the full clone wars run the 3d clone wars run that like things got muddled between this and between that like i don't know if there were like Clashes that happen yeah. in terms of I'd what was happening in the I'd say it's probably Anakin stuff because I mean, Anakin goes on
0: some yeah. pretty far out <laughs> things. I mean, there, there's one where he gets yeah. like these blue tattoos and he sees visions of of his potential future when he's trying to help these uh, beasts that have
3: been captured by the Separatists and mutated. Yeah, it's the the journey that that Anakin takes definitely, probably you know, clashes with what we saw in regular Clone Wars, and then obviously wouldn't line up in some ways with with movie versions so that's and, probably and the why the jedi's their but powers
0: even, are just ridiculous in this version it, it's I mean, Mace Windu takes yeah, on like, like
3: an entire <laughs>
0: battalion in this massive it looks like the uh it looks like krang's fortress from tmnt right it's yeah. just this huge circular tank thing and, and mace takes it
3: out by himself like no problem yeah. It's almost like it's as close to an anime version of Star yeah, Wars yeah, that we've ever I'd gotten so. um, in terms of like over, like you said, overblown powers. The, the, even the art style was way more like Samurai Jack. If you can well, that remember was his, that was his series, to, right? I mean, to, yeah. Gennady, Gennady did that series as well. So the, so the art style is very familiar if you're, if you're aware of uh, Samurai Jack, but, even though they're not canon it's still incredible stories to watch because it does like you know it tells these stories and stuff that that still need to still haven't been seen yet like anakin's nighting ceremony is a huge thing and it was a big moment in that in his life and in that series um it's and it also shows you it, it gives you clone wars and it gives you star wars in a in a very different style than you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I just I found and probably, it funny,
0: and, and the reason I asked, like, it, do you know people that hate this? My sister just recently they they rented it, didn't know about it, and they watched it. And and my nephew Lando, who through his whole life I've tried to brainwash him Star Wars life, it's good, yeah. everything about Star Wars is awesome. And, and I guess he he goes to my sister. He's like, this is fucking terrible. Like, oh wow! And, and you would think uh, kids. I mean, he was only he, he might be like eight. Uh, you know, you you think he, they, they, they would love what was going on, but they're like, it was almost too different for them.
3: Yeah. Uh, It's, it's also like, if he's that young, like this style of animation is, is rare to see now for children's cartoons. Like you're mostly getting like 3d animated stuff. Like you get with clone wars, even like Mickey mouse clubhouse now is like all like 3d rendered and stuff. So, Probably seeing this Clubhouse. is just like... Come inside <laughs> with my hands. Huh? It's just such a departure from what he's used to seeing with Star Wars. He's like, this isn't even real, yeah, probably. I, like, this I was, is I was surprised because I figured
0: it's Star Wars. He knows Uncle Matt. He would just like it instantly. But I guess yeah. people are allowed to have their own opinions after all. Uh, so with yeah. all these additions, Nick, I mean, if this, if this comes true, we're, we're talking April 2nd, so a day after April Fool's Day. I think at this yep. point the only thing Disney Plus will be missing that is Star
3: Wars related is the original holiday special, right? Dude, I don't. That may be on purpose. I think that's like, I mean, obviously it would be fantastic to have it there, just purely for like jokes and memes, where like you can show somebody who's never seen it before like just look I know I, I just feel like was. you're right for
0: posterity because it's something that I yeah. I've only seen bits and pieces I've never just sat down
3: and watched the entire thing from I've start seen to finish it. I saw it once all the way through and it was like we were me and my friends were like you know, at one of, uh, one of my friend's houses and we were drinking and having a good time. And he had a, I don't know if he had a tape or if we found a version of it online where it was literally somebody had recorded it when it was on TV and they had all of the original commercials that were in it were in. So like, they just like took the VHS, it, it imported it as an MP4, on their computer and then uploaded it on the internet. So we got to watch the whole thing through with all the original commercials that were playing wherever this person had recorded it. It was fucking, it it's was totally so bad. bad. Like, it was bad, I think so even, bad, even man. the and Star
0: Wars Muppet episodes are up there now. Like, because the, they have Muppets all the way back to the 70s. And I, I pulled up Hamill's episode just because, you know, it's... It's Star yeah. Wars, but I—I I don't know. I mean, yeah. I—I'm I, all about hey, more Star Wars you get on Disney Plus, the better. But the one—if we scroll down, Nick—I don't know if you saw this—and I think this is just one of the—the the poo leakers was trying to jump on the—the the news Lincoln. last week. But this Jordan Mason guy, who's—I'd lump yeah. him in with the KRTs of the world. Uh, But he kind of jumped on the bandwagon like, hey, uh, I've heard this, but I kind of brushed it off until they just said that Caravan of Courage and Ewoks Balfour Ender are coming. He's saying detours could
3: be coming to Disney Plus. (laughs) I think the big difference between what detours is and what all of this stuff is, is like this is all stuff that had been previously released. It's clearly finished. I don't even know if they had finished a full season of detours. The only thing that we ever saw of detours was there were two trailers well like you two, remember it was like maybe one six two months, two months
0: ago two they full clips leaked
3: week. on the reddit and they
0: were two. removed immediately so I, I think I think there is some finished content out there and I know yeah. this just comes to mind I know tones hates the idea of fucking detours I'm someone I love when they make Star Wars silly. It kind of goes back to the top five. I I take Star Wars as serious as anybody. I mean, come on. We we do a fucking show that no one listens to and we keep doing it. That's as serious as (laughs) it gets when it comes to being a Star Wars fan. But I I love Star Wars comedy, like the robot chicken shit. Even the, the, the Phineas and Ferb. Star Wars special is great. It's it's just, yeah. I like all the tongue-in-cheek and how they play on uh, certain characters' personalities and they they amp it up to, you know, a, a level 10. It's kind of like yeah. what Lego does, right? They, uh, the, the relationship between uh, Palpatine and Vader, Palpatine just is always always yelling at him always making him feel like a loser invader kind of walks around like oh no he's not gonna like my coffee mug i got him for empire day you know he's like he becomes an (laughs) eeyore um so i would love to see detours but i'm like you i i think this thing is never going to see the light of day unfortunately
3: yeah i mean you may get you know if if anything i can't imagine there there was even a full season completed Uh, if if it is then you you're also getting into very interesting legal grounds with IP, right. like with intellectual property, because like, does Disney own it if they own all of Star Wars? If it was never released, like, you know, I, I would think just so, like the but Star Wars. Yeah, underworld. I would property, think so. You know? But you're you are right. I mean, there's a lot of legalese that comes to it. But I, yeah. And then because then you if you release it, then you have to pay Seth Green and all of these people who worked on it for now released, right, and that's who was like, working
0: on detours right it was a lot of the robot chicken yes, team i believe
3: it was yeah it was it was seth green i don't remember if if mcfarland was involved at all but it was definitely seth green was one of the major players in star wars yeah. detours oh, well. at the time it, it would
0: have been fun but uh, so. keep keep your eyes out for april 2nd that was kind of the the date floating around there for all these eu shows making it to uh Disney Plus, and honestly, our our next topic kind of falls right in line with um, some of these EU shows hitting Disney Plus, because we learned last week, and this is official, this is from StarWars.com, Dirge the Bounty Hunter, who was first, uh, who first appeared in the Clone Wars 2003 series. Dirge is returning to canon thanks to the Dr. Afra comic book and this whole Bounty Hunter crossover that's going to start off in, I think, June uh, with Boba Fett. Yeah. So I've learned, Nick, and we've talked about the, the, the Boba Fett Bounty Hunter series. It's a limited series, it's coming out, it's five issues. But I've now learned through this announcement that those five issues are actually going to intersperse with issues from the current runs of afra vader and star wars so the the tale is going to carry through the main lines and uh, also be contained in its in its five issue run but
3: it that's very similar to what marvel did back in the day with the with the civil yes, war exactly. like now exactly. is a movie like but that was how they did their stuff even I least. think the death of superman
0: was portrayed the same way Yeah, it, it wasn't just a you could read issues 1 through 10 it was like issue 1 of this issue 10 of that issue 6 of this uh so that's exactly. what we're going to get with boba's bounty hunter series but the the big news is the fact that Dirge is being recanonized by being put back into the series via Doctor Afra, which, which makes sense. I mean, she kind of lives it in that sense, bounty yeah. hunter world, even though I wouldn't say she's technically one herself, but she definitely uh, gets mixed up with them. Uh, but even, dude, yeah. even the art we got of of Dirge in this comic is it's perfect. Like they're they're not fucking around. It looks like they're gonna honor the character that was introduced in that uh, cartoon. And and people, those of you that saw him in action. He almost <laughs> killed Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like it was, yeah. it was a pretty yeah. day. I mean, he put up a better fight than Grievous hands down. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be fun to see him make his return. And like you said, the, the Afro, like, it seems like the comic series is where like, it's kind of like the, the proving ground for a character, like a character that they want to bring back into canon kind of, you know, you can toss them into a comic, make it easy for yourself and then kind of, filter him into other places this whole series here will be very interesting to see like mando implications exactly. too, because in, in mando you work in this, this underground with obviously bounty hunters and stuff so like are you going to see people filter into the live action Mandalorian series after yeah, this dude, War of the Bounty I mean, Hunters? Comic I, I think comic. there's a reason
0: Boba Fett's getting his own little mini series yeah. uh, kicking off in, in June or whatever. <laughs> it's he's he's back in the limelight. I mean, his his return Definitely. in the Mandalorian season two and subsequent getting his own spinoff has has rethrust him into, uh, you know, center stage. He, he, he's he got the lights on him mm-hmm. now. Uh, they're going to drive it. And I don't think you're too far off. I mean, there, there's a good chance some of the stuff that's happening in these comics, which, again, are set in between Empire and Jedi, because we're, we're literally picking up, uh, I believe, Boba gets called away on an adventure as he has Solo and Carbonite, like before he drops him off. So there's a good chance throughout this bounty hunter five issue run and it's intermixed comics with star wars vader and afra you're probably going to learn some things and meet some people that could very well be paid off on in the book of boba or mando itself so i i definitely think you're on to something here in using the comic space to uh, reintroduce characters like a Dirge, right? Get them in front of an audience mm-hmm. that might not have seen the 2003 Clone Wars, uh, but also keep padding and, and building out these characters like afrid to just have them one day naturally slide into the show, just like Ahsoka did yeah. and Cobb vanth so on and so forth. We know they can do it, mm-hmm. um, so I, I hope you're you're correct here because a live action Dirge would be fucking killer.
3: Yeah, dude. I mean, could you imagine that, like, as a either as a foil to Boba in the right. book of Boba or like something like that, where he's like this imposed, like, like what he is this huge, imposing robotic figure that your heroes because well, he's, deal he's with. also organic? Awesome. Is it
0: he's like a hunter from Halo, right? Where he's like all these worms essentially crammed together, make up his Great. mass. And, and that's why, you know, he, he could grow and, and and Kenobi could slice arms off and he'd be OK because he would just uh, essentially regrow them. Um, and he's just he's yeah, just fucking he, cool looking like he, he's got an Ultron feel, but he's like if Arnold Schwarzenegger was was Ultron or The Rock was Ultron, right? Yeah. Like he This guy clearly likes to work out before he goes and in bounty hunts and kills people. Yeah, you know, he, he gets buffed up. So
3: he yeah, had those uh, those rat, yeah, man, like, speeder bikes, right? I mean <laughs> I'm super pumped for this. I think it's gonna be a fun. Like I haven't had uh haven't read any of the comics for a bit yet. Like I was on the Vader run and then I put it down for a while, but um I think that this arc here, this War of the Bounty Hunters arc, is gonna be a fun yeah. one to read. It's gonna be like it's going to be like a semi crossover event, totally. you know, like it, 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 I mean it's so. like a comic book
0: crossover. So I don't I don't, yeah. I don't uh, subscribe to Afra or the the Bounty Hunters comic, but I'll definitely buy the one-off issue that intersperses with uh Boba's yeah. War the Bounty Hunters because I just I have a feeling there's going to be stuff that happens there that's going to be paid off on or at least Easter egged in, in uh, Book of Boba and Mando moving forward. So uh, it was, it was yeah. a lot of some good news last week for fans of EU characters, fans of 2003 Clone Wars. Dirge belongs to, to both of those families. Um, so I, I thought this was this was pretty cool to see. And you can tell, I mean, the people here, as much as some of you trolls want to hate on them. They have plans. They know what they're doing. It, it's it yeah, might be a yeah. slower burn than we like, but the fact that they're they're starting to bring back some of these EU characters and and recanonize them, uh, thinking about putting some of these EU shows up on Disney Plus to get them in front of wider audiences, they're 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 doing something. It's happening. the, yeah, the world yeah. is being built up. It, it's being rebuilt. Your your old love stuffs being put back in, but over time, it's going to take time.
3: Yeah, it's it's not one of those things where you have to shove everything back into canon as fast as possible. Star Wars is going to be around for a very long time. So don't waste, you know, don't waste huge reveals like, you know, a dirge or a Revan or any of these these beloved EU characters in like just one fast drop. Like give them give them the space that they need to to get their love. So uh, excited about it. I will probably you know, I'll definitely read that uh, Star Wars Warfare Award, uh, the Bounty Hunters, number one to see how this all plays out. It's way, and, uh, way easier yeah, I mean, than,
0: than typical words and shit, buddy. It's a lot of pictures and just yeah, I know. know like, Ooh.
3: <laughs> it, and now I don't even need to like, it's, I don't even need to hold a right. physical piece exactly. of paper anymore. It makes me, you know, just flip through it on. The, I actually, on the I've pad. been, I've
0: been reading a lot of mine right on my Mac. Cause I can just screenshot right there and oh, go yeah. right into video production for people to not watch. Um, very speaking easy, of people so actually perfect. watching stuff. Uh, stuff yeah. from Kevin Feige. Uh, someone got a hold of him again, kind of asked him the, the usual Star Wars questions like, come on, come on. You're, you're taking over for Kathleen Kennedy, right? You are the savior. Mm-hmm. You are the MCU man. You're going to make the the SWCU. Uh, they're like, <laughs> you, you're doing TV stuff, right, Kevin? Right, right, right. And he pretty much said, no, I'm, I'm doing what they hired me for. Uh, I'm helping to produce a film. And uh, go ahead. W- w- what's his
3: direct? response yeah so he says no that's all kathy kennedy i'm involved in as much as i stay up until midnight la time to watch <laughs> new episodes of the mandalorian when they drop um i mean which makes sense. like people i know that people want kevin feige to 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 delve completely into star wars because of what he's done with the mcu but like Think about Kevin yeah, I was going to say right hey, hey like the amount of shit he has to do Pandemics over my friends he's fully back
0: in the MCU and getting that bitch started back up in in the in the cinema space at least like yeah. they they've got their TV up and running now but we haven't had a an MCU movie in probably a year and a half uh yeah which sounds silly to bitch about during this day and age but we, we got so used to getting them you know sometimes three or four a year that it, it does it does it just adds into the bizarro world that we now live in but yeah i mean come on yeah Th- this guy he just launched another series which by the way did you
3: watch that one nick the, the cap i did it was the most watched series uh premiere out of anything on pretty Disney pretty Plus. fucking good huh yeah, it was pretty good, man. I'm excited about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. The, the you know, the end reveal of the yeah, new like uh, Captain Cap. America. Dude, That like if you know Slavic features, like this was going to end up happening in that show, that guy's going to be a Russian agent or yeah. something like that because you can see his face has very Slavic uh, features to it. So I'm very interested to see Because I, I think isn't I like that, that Baron
0: guy going to be the big bad um, Nemo or whatever so. fuck his name. I'm not. I'm not nearly as versed in MCU as Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, no, that was uh, good. It was. It was different. No, like it was, it was, was action anything. intense. Yeah. Uh, Stunt buddy was in
3: the mm-hmm. opening sequence on on the plane. So. Oh yeah. Dude, those those stunts for a television show were like movie quality. Well, they, that was just I like, I mean, bro, they're, yeah.
0: they're hi- hiring the movie guys. Like, I mean, Hank yeah. <laughs> has worked on a lot of the MCU movies. He's stunt coordinated the Netflix MCU shows. So you're, yeah, you're right They're They're definitely the, the cream of the crop stunt dudes doing that shit. Uh, he was all pissed. He's like, yeah, I'm only in for like a second because they fucking forgot one of the squirrel suits on the day of filming. So I didn't get to do that shit. Uh, so, so they actually oh, did sucks. jump out in those suits and all that, that fun stuff Damn! I mean yeah, th- this um, didn't surprise me with Feige I mean I, I just think this is this is yeah. the, the zeros of the world that you know just want controversy and are always like hey when's Kathy leaving when's Kathy leaving well it, you just had the CEO like a week or two ago say she ain't fucking going anywhere um, yeah. it, like Nick said Feige he's balls deep in, in MCU stuff I think the Star Wars was just You know, he got a little bored during the pandemic and and figured, hey, why not add that to my uh, my bedpost here? Another notch on that.
3: Put it on his resume. And and look, you know, Feige is a from what we can tell at this point, he's he's a long term Disney employee. He's not going anywhere. So, you know, if there ever is some free time on his on his calendar, maybe he does dabble into Star Wars again. But I don't think it's going to be like a continuous thing for him. You know, like he may dip in and out, like do this one movie maybe four or five years down the line, he right. does another one. That he's he, essentially you know, a KK
0: for Marvel, if not even more than yeah. she does. Yeah. Like he, he, he produces every movie. He keeps the world together. He works with all the directors, all the writers, all the actors. I mean, he, he,
3: yeah. he's got a massive fucking job to do. Yeah. I think that he's, yeah. I like to you, what you said, like he's even more involved on the story right. side of right. things than Kathleen is with, with star Wars. Like, you know, they 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 don't have a Marvel story group. Like, I mean, hopefully now the Star Wars yeah. story group actually gets more. You're right. I think it is just Kevin is were. the Marvel story group. Like he's kind yeah, of the sounding Ke- Kevin board. is. The- the full arbiter of all the story that flows through the mcu so like he doesn't really have the myths i i'm surprised he had the mental capacity to do one star wars movie much less bro do i'm a telling fucking you i'm telling TV you and it was else. pandemic
0: related he was like oh fuck there's not much going on i'm a huge fan here's my shot i i know it's it's probably yeah. gonna suck because i'm gonna have to do even more work but I, I need this on my resume like you said i mean I don't get a shit what anyone says. If you're a geek, for the most part, you probably were made a geek because of the Star Wars movies. Especially people my generation and Kevin's generation, uh, I would assume that Star Wars has influenced him his whole life and probably got him into what he does.
3: Yeah, I mean, just it, all you have to look at is the names who have chosen to work with Star Wars since it's it's come under. Ron Howard is a legendary Hollywood actor producer director like he chose to work with star wars robert rodriguez is one of like the most famous action directors in Hollywood. He, he chose to work with star Wars and the Mandalorian. I mean, these people are throwing themselves at the franchise. Like, please pick me. Yeah, like, get, I want get us to on do the do TV that. movies. uh We'll, yeah, we'll wait move, until the first maybe. one comes
0: out and see what those nut job fans do. Yeah. And then we'll, then we'll get back to you. We'll <laughs> see what like the
3: reception is to take Ty- <laughs> Like, I feel like if, if taika can get away relatively scot-free yeah. then people he might, might bring some of the talent back, back. <laughs> they're, they're not all just yeah, scared because you know, uh. uh, yeah but it, i mean I, of course we would all love to see kevin deeply involved with star wars just because of his pedigree with the mcu and what he's built it into but it's just not realistic given his workload and um, you know i given the level of quality in the tv series that we've seen from star wars so far whether it be animated or whether it be in live action in in the slate that we know that's coming i feel very comfortable with it in in kathleen kennedy's hands hey, speaking of the slate um, how
0: yeah. right were we with the cadence of disney plus exclusive releases we were it, pretty it's, fucking look, you had one on division 100%. end, you get a week or two you get cap and, and winter soldier mm-hmm. That'll end. You'll Mm -hmm. wait a week or two. You get Bad Batch. That'll end. You wait a week or two. I believe you get Loki. That'll end. You wait a week or two. We're getting close to the fall. Maybe some of those Star Wars shows start popping up. And then if they stick to it by December, we should be uh, back to Book of Boba. Uh, But but like we said, the flywheel. Yeah, like we said, you are never going to get any of these shows running concurrently. Never going to happen. Yeah, no.
3: it would hurt their business model. Like their business model is to keep you subscribed as long as possible. So there's no reason to have a star Wars and a Marvel show running at the same time. See Where where CBS
0: all access fucked up for me when they changed to Paramount plus is they didn't let me know that they'd be offering the new SpongeBob movie on there. So I had already canceled my all access. Right. Or my Paramount Plus. And now I see SpongeBob's on there and I would have to re-sign up, pay all that money. And now I'm like, well, I'll just fucking buy the SpongeBob movie for the kid. So
3: yeah no. i know that paramount plus has like a free month or something like that when you sign up yeah but i i would i, I was just already cbs all access chance, it's the same yeah, thing you, so yeah, you i've already had, it. I've yeah, used it
0: i it was well worth it those those new star trek shows are fantastic Discovery's excellent picard's excellent uh once homeboys kirk comes back i'll probably uh, re-up and, and watch that too uh yeah.
3: well so. um Lots of good TV out there. There really is.
0: It. It's, it's, it's too fucking much. Uh, we're actually, the wife and I, yeah. we're going back and, and rewatching Alias, uh, which I think I talked about. It's Al- one of the best yeah. just you know, procedural uh, spy type of dramas. I mean, you, you could see why JJ became the legend that he is. Like Those are some of his first projects, and they ran for yeah. years and yeah. had really compelling stories to tell. Uh, We talked a little TLJ today with with Jason. He's he's a big fan of it. Uh, But we also have some news that involves former TLJ uh, crew members. Right. It's not necessarily a cast member, but a crew member, uh, because it sounds like Todd Chernowuski has joined Kenobi as a production designer.
3: Yeah. So Todd was the supervising art director for TLJ. And um, the way that I put it is, you know, regardless of your feelings on the story that was told in TLJ, one thing that most people can agree on is that it was a very, like, it was very different in terms of the visuals, well shot. And like the, like the, the set design was really good and it, it really did have this artistic feel to it. Like this, this, this art house, this artistic quality that I don't want to say other Star Wars movies lacked, but they didn't focus on as much. Like, you know, the stark color differences, like just the, the, the build and setup and in the art direction for Snoke's throne room. It had such a, an interesting feel to it, to where you knew that this wasn't like, it wasn't like the throne room in. The the Death Star 2 that you were in at the end of ROTJ. Palpatine like clones very, they like
0: they like shit to be regal, right? They they, they don't they don't yeah, want they don't want to live like Palpatine did, all ratchety, dirty, and prune faced. Uh, they wanted they wanted that that nice vibrant red velvet, yeah.
3: The gold clothes, the gold slippers. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's joining on Kenobi as a production designer, which means that he de- he will handle a lot of the you know the the scene setups right. building out specific areas where you're where you're shooting to make it look a certain way so i'm not saying that you know you're going to see tlj like flare but you could see, like, you know, maybe similar styles of of props being used or, 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 you know, sets being designed in a well, certain way. Well, it's also way.
0: maybe he's only doing the practical sets because you would think that a lot of this is going to be volume based, right? Because I mean, Ewan was yeah, all jacked because he's basically, I just sit in a fucking arena he's all like, day. I don't have to, do don't have to pretend <laughs> yeah. that I'm seeing shit because I'll actually see it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, set dressing too, like, the volume gives you a fantastic way to bring like exterior like interior and exterior stuff to life but like everything that's involved like included within like a room that you're using with the volume has to be actually physically there so like set design and dressing is going to be what what uh todd's probably going to be dabbling in a bit uh it's going to be interesting because this i feel like is going to be so much different than tlj in terms of setting like Tatooine is so different, even than Crate. Like Crate had that like signature red. You
0: had contrast dust. on crate. There's no yeah. contrast on Tatooine. <laughs> Everything is drab,
3: brown, sandy. I hate it. It gets everywhere, right? Exactly. And unless you're gonna be getting a lot of like uh jump-offs to, to interact with different characters while Kenobi's still on Tatooine, it's gonna be mostly like He's in this yeah, hut. Exactly, right. He's in this <laughs> cantina that looks like check the it hut. out the, the, <laughs> the
0: Lars homestead, and here's a glass yeah. of blue milk.
3: Not a lot of options for what you can do to spice up a Tatooine set because you're pretty stuck with this drab coloration, and then you know whatever else they may jump out to. But the old uh, it's interesting that they went to 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 Todd here because usually people who are involved with large scale movie productions, I don't want to say take, you know, they usually don't take a step down, but they usually wouldn't do like smaller series or like, I think all
0: that's changed, man. I mean, these, these are movies at this point. They're somehow they make them cheaper, but they're longer. They're more intense. I would, I would imagine you're you're telling a longer story that has to fit over, you know, six hours runtime or whatever these end up being, so I I I know what you're saying. I mean, there used to be a huge divide. If if you were in the movies, yeah. you made it. You would never even think about even doing a commercial. These days, they're like, "Fuck it, Netflix. You want to pay me twenty million to do a
3: a binge series?
0: Fucking a, let's
3: go." Yeah, yeah I saw the uh, the production budget for Falcon and Winter Soldier was 150 Jesus. million. Like that is that's 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 pretty movie much, money. Pretty much that is big blockbuster yeah. like summer blockbuster i mean solo because and of
0: the reshoots i believe cost 250 million
3: 200 yeah 200 million because you still had to pay ron you still have to pay the directors you have to do you basically had to shoot the movie yeah. twice i mean which kind of sucks and that's why solo got the rap that it did in terms of being this this huge you know bust in terms of I, I just of think the, people the in the
0: industry too are like they see what has happened with Disney plus live action and they're going okay it's it's a winner like they they're not going to have any fails. Yeah. It's like what can I do here exactly. give me in give me give a me credit in. like give me give me that yeah.
3: that that check every year until I die. Yeah. Uh, so um just an interesting little tidbit there some TLJ uh, art direction may be seen in, in the, uh, the Kenobi series. So keep your we eyes actually out. have
0: Another related Disney plus topic this week, right? It's big, big Disney plus week. Yeah. We've got those potential EU shows coming. We've learned about a, a new crew member for Kenobi. And just yesterday yep. we found out and, and I'm kind of bummed out cause it is words and shit, but I love what we're getting mm-hmm. here. <laughs> But Del Rey announced that they're going to be putting out a book called uh, Star Wars Visions Ronin. Um, yeah. And, and it's an original novel. It's not a novelization of the Visions cartoons. But what what it's going to do is it from if I'm reading this right and, and correct me if I'm not Nick, but what mm. this Ronin novel is going to do is it's essentially going to preface either All of the Visions anime shorts or one specific anime short? We're going to get a little bit of a a, a, a preface through this Ronin novel.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what they're saying is, so it's coming out October 12th, and it says an original novel inspired by one of those animated tales. So it is going to be, it is going to be, Kind of a spin off offshoot, maybe even like you said, a preface to one of the original. Kind of setting up something we're going to see
0: when Visions comes out. And at this point, Nick, I don't know, did you watch that collection of Halo animes that came out maybe in 2009 or whatever? I didn't,
3: but I watched the Animatrix, which I okay, feel like is kind of same what same thing. Be. They're all
0: the same, and I I, I truly believe Vision's going to be like the Animatrix or that that Halo collection where yeah. you get multiple tales that aren't connected, uh, but are, are yeah. in different styles, uh, different topics, mm-hmm. maybe a different genre. Even though it's set in Star Wars, uh, so it sounds yeah. like for one of these, the Ronin one, we are going to get. a a novel and again the novel isn't retelling what the visions anime is going to give us it's it's completely separate but it is going to be tied to
3: one of the animated tales yeah given your your obsession with uh ghost i feel like this is if there's any star wars book that's up your alley like this is well nick you're not too far (laughs) off so i of course did some research after i saw
0: this i was like ronin ronin star wars and believe it or not ronins are already in star wars they're what like i'll read it this comes right from not right from wikipedia So, Ronin's okay. in Star Wars are in Melito culture. A Ronin was a male warrior who had survived the defeat of his Mirmatrix, thus becoming a hiveless outcast. So,. It's still the same as a as our Ronins, right? uh, Our Ronins were they didn't have a a samurai. They didn't have a a, a, a kind of a a head of a family to. They didn't have a clan. But the Ronin Sarko Plank ended up working as a bounty hunter, jungle guide and Tomb Raider on Deveron. And if you're on the live stream, I actually have a picture of Sarko Plank. I believe he was from um, TFA is where this this shot comes from. So I guess, Nick, do you yeah, do you yeah. think this is just Ronin is directly referencing the Star Wars Ronins and potentially Sarko Plank? Or do you think it's a, a Ronin, a more play on our version of Ronin that is just going to be through a, a Star
3: Wars lens? It's I don't think that they're going to run with this. I think that they are going to take it in more of the Japanese, like what we're familiar with, like the Japanese notion, which of these a, are of a Ronin. technically
0: they are. Cause it's, yeah, they just don't way, call them yeah, shoguns. It's this uh, mirror
3: matrix where the fuck that is. And dude, if you, if you, if you ask me like in a way, Ahsoka is a yeah. Ronin, like she is a Jedi without an order, you know, because of what happened to the Jedi order. She went off on her own. She has this, she, she embodies the quality of what a ronin is. I um, don't think ronin... I, I and think I spot think, on, because I know sometimes you
0: might think, oh, ronin, they're not as badass as a true samurai. Everyone here that played Ghost or just likes the, the samurai culture, there's a fantastic documentary on Netflix that covers a period of time in, in, in samurai Japan, feudal Japan, whatever you want to talk about. To where how one samurai started to unite the country, but it was ultimately a ronin of his that rose Mm. to become not necessarily an emperor, but the ruling shogun that successfully for the first time in hundreds of years stopped Japan from just having inter-clan wars and united all of the samurai clans. It's it's fantastic. The point being was it, it was a ronin. That rose yeah. to the top and did the most impressive stuff in in Japanese culture at the time. So here with visions, well, you know, let's not think of a ronin as just this wanderer who may do, you know, may not do anything extremely special or noteworthy. Uh, there's a good chance yeah. that this is going to portray a very uh, intense little short uh, about yeah. what this ronin has done or is doing with their. Uh, being a hiveless outcast if we're going off of the Star Wars yeah. definition.
3: Dude, I'm I'm so excited for Visions because it's going to be so yes. different than anything we've ever seen before and I feel like if if George could have pulled this off given all of the influence that he had from Kurosawa from Japanese culture in terms of just, you know, kendo fighting and everything like that for lightsabers and just the heavy influence of, of japanese culture on star wars he would have done it and and now we get to see like the, these anime studios take a property that has such deep roots in their culture bring it to life in this completely yeah, different I, way. I, I think the anime think presentation
0: this, yeah. is ideal for star wars they've proven it with the galaxy adventure series i wish they would keep those coming out yeah uh, I know they do every once in a while but it wasn't quite what they were doing initially in terms of the cadence. Uh but you are 100% right. I mean it, it's a it's an ideal medium for Star Wars considering a lot of the uh, mythology in Star Wars was adapted from uh, the the the
3: samurai culture. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, just be be excited about this people like just like maybe not the words be excited, about like it.
0: I, I can understand not getting excited yeah, not about the book not the but words. visions itself the I, I, I agree with Nick
3: yeah the show is going to be and you know Star Wars fans are assholes for lack of a better word but it's true and like like Jason said in the interview like Star Wars fans have very visceral reactions to anything that is different and this is going to be different this is going to be as different as anything that you'll ever see from Star Wars so I hope be prepared to be butthurt hurt. of you. Like this. those of you that didn't like yeah. Ahsoka's <laughs>
0: tentacles or, you know, Luke's face. <laughs> you're probably going to want to poke your eyes out when you watch Visions. Yeah.
3: So um, keep an eye out if you're a reader. This book comes out October 12th. I believe you can pre order it now on Amazon. We really um, don't have any so, official
0: roadmap dates for all these Disney Plus shows outside of Book of Boba no, December.
3: I think is. Yeah. Book of Boba is this December. Outside of that, I mean, there was thought initially that uh, Rangers would have a very close tied release date to boba but that's unconfirmed. yeah who knows who knows yeah so uh, we'll see i mean maybe we're gonna um, have star wars in the fall there's no doubt about it just how much yeah de- we're definitely definitely i mean bad batch is the next one that we never thought know oh, yeah. up, so may 4th uh, but keep your eyes and ears peeled all right so our last topic before we get into a the other half of the that's fan right. segment that was first covered by jason with the top five is a is a new Black Series pre order that's um, for <laughs> again reaching into the EU right Yeah, this, this is more this, EU this stuff
0: coming. W- when in. When I first saw this, I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I I wasn't even in the loop on <laughs> I, Jackson the Rabbit. I mean, literally, he's a, he's a fucking green rabbit. He's a green rabbit yeah. in a a red spacesuit. Uh, but I get you know I, the people that got into the comics back in those days. I guess he's like a huge pop culture Star Wars figure. Uh, We're getting Luke Skywalker based on the uh, comic that adapted Timothy Zahn's heir to the Empire. Uh, And I guess the big thing here is that you're getting the lizard-like, I don't even know how to say this, Nick. You're probably better at uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn stuff, but the, you know, Solomir, Solomiri? yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Thrawn's little rat thing that he wears around his neck. <laughs> yeah, I see that. That's very interesting. But they're far they're out, and apparently, that. this Connor Jax isn't even Connor Jax. He's, uh, you may know this name Kier kanos or another one of these EU characters that wore imperial Imperial Guard armor. Sure. Uh, are you okay. familiar with
3: any of these people? Because that was kind of your bag. Or no, no, no. I didn't get into the comics too much, honestly. Like Air to the Empire, I was familiar with. It was a very, it was a trilogy of novels that came out. For like you said, from Zahn first, and then they adapted some of it in the comics. You know what the rabbit looks like? Like, like, like we got Jack- Gregu in here, the
0: Easter Bunny. I mean, it's the Easter Bunny after like a fucking Bender, right? Like, Bender. like drinking yeah. <laughs> drinking a bunch of uh, Jägermeister, getting fucking crazy, having some deer blood, yeah. and then going out and kicking ass. He what's? Do you remember the the first ever video game that Cliffy B made? Was it Jazz Jack Rabbit? Oh, Jazz. Yeah. Jack I, rabbit. For some reason, yeah, I Jazz see that Jack too. Rabbit. I see a little Roger yeah. Rabbit in here it's a yeah it's a very odd
3: figure which is why i'm kind of drawn to it and yeah, it's so weird P- you could post this up if people don't know about it and they think it's like some sort of exa- yeah, up, the, like some sort of the, bash. this says nothing <laughs> star
0: wars to me outside the fact that the star yeah. wars logo is on the image
3: Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I'm not familiar with this. Like, uh, like
0: Tones is saying, I I tend to agree. He says they were off their tits when they were invented the Green Bugs Bunny. But yeah, they were definitely eating some, uh, some blotter, yeah, some LSD. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they were. They were definitely crazy. uh, That's just wild wild looking. So I still pre-order him because of how different he is. The the Luke Skywalker I also pre-ordered, even though it's just a freaking repaint of the Dagobah Luke but that was mostly to get the uh, little accessory for Thrawn, even though I'll probably never shoot him. And the last one I ordered and I had to just because he's my boy and he's got his pecs out and that is shirtless Darth Maul. So they're portraying him in there his uh, apprentice form, but he's got, you know, like I said, he's got his you pecs out there. He's
3: flexing. He looks swole as fuck. Dude, with the, with the Sith tattoos, like that, that figure does look Hell pretty yeah. sick. Like they did a really great job on my tattoos so yeah so i don't
0: i i i kind of like what hasbro's doing and and the reason they're doing this nick this isn't just hey let's just fucking do it this falls in with their 50th um 50th lucasfilm celebration uh so lucasfilm's been around for 50 years now god bless the maker thank you george and uh, so you know, Hasbro and other toy makers have been kind of releasing things to honor the the 50th anniversary of all things George movie making. Uh, so that's why these yeah. are coming out here. But I did; I, I got sucked into it. I, I've I've really tried in 2021 to not collect every damn Black series that comes out. But the the Maul, the Luke, and the Jackson, just because Jackson's so fucking weird looking. Again, he's a green. Yeah. Animated looking rabbit, but made to look real in an action figure form. It looks
3: so so it looks it looks, <laughs> it it looks, looks so disturbing
0: weird, almost. Like it, it's it's fucking creepy. Yeah. It really is something you'd yeah. probably see hallucinating having a bad trip. Like it, yeah, it is it's definitely. fucking odd. Uh but the only one I passed yeah. on is is the Carnor Jacks or whatever the fuck his real name supposed to be, because it's it's an imperial guard with a cape that has a purple interior. It's like big fucking deal.
3: Yeah, I know. It literally makes no fucking <laughs> big difference. fucking deal. So nobody's man, I, gonna tell. They got to put out some American graffiti figures for the 50th. <laughs> 50th for Luke. Yeah, Comic you could right? get you like, could
0: get a Ron Howard and a Harrison, Harrison Ford because they they were both Anna in Harrison. that movie. Yeah. Hell exactly. yeah, dude! Or, or THX one one three eight. That's technically it, his HX, first yeah. ever, and I still have never watched that movie i haven't either i mean i i probably should just being isn't bobby uh, d in it? isn't robert duval in that movie i think he is
3: thx i, I think, think he might i think be. he's let's, the lead let's take a, a stroll robert duval yeah yep. um i mean donald plays on, who sid Haig? which is people i know that sid Haig has played like multiple roles that people would be he's like i was a gonna say that's guy. a horror guy right yeah he's a horror he's a why horror we're talking guy, about old I movies
0: i decided last week to i've never seen the original coming to america and i heard arsenio oh, yeah. on stern it was fucking funny as hell it was a great interview and i want to see the new one so I, I watched the first one i was like <laughs> god damn movies back in the 80s were so fucking funny because just said whatever they felt like, like it. i mean just yeah so
3: you could say whatever but, you want But wanted. the line and the line that stands out have you seen it i saw it a long time we're gonna watch i think we're gonna watch it because we want to watch. yeah that's kind of what i
0: did because i I heard two is funny as shit but (laughs) there's a line and i think this part of the line has been used throughout pop culture speech probably since it released but (laughs) they're in brooklyn or, or queens and they're they're he wants to find like the shittiest place to live so they they find like a rundown apartment complex and the uh, the super's in there walking him through, and this this guy just rolls down the steps, and the super's like, hey, Stu, rent Stu, motherfucker. He's like, don't be pulling that ball down the <laughs> stairs shit on me either. And I was just like, just the way he says it, hey, Stu, rent Stu, motherfucker. I just fucking love that. Rent Stu, motherfucker. Uh, the good old days of just
3: F-bombs yeah. left and old right. Old Eddie Murphy shit is so good, man. <laughs> Like old Eddie Murphy comedies are hard to beat. You
0: got to see it. I'm not doing it justice, but like literally, this guy falls down the steps and he just has no qualms. He's (laughs) like, hey, Stu, rent, Stu, motherfucker. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, so uh, these are out there. We'd love if you are pre-ordering them to pre-order using our link. That way my dumb ass can get some Entertainment Earth affiliate credit and waste it on more toys that are just going to sit on my desk. Um, but go. they're out there now you can you can pre-order i believe and earth still has them all in stock because they like making money unlike hasbro who <laughs> makes this shit but sells them out within the first you know 10 minutes of them going live yes real so quick before go. we get there I, I we got sent one from the discord community um but there's a new snack and grogu animatronic at this point nick they've They finally crossed the line for me with Grogu. They've, they've oversaturated. (laughs) I know I bought in early. I got to, you know, I, I, I have, I have this little one like the, like the Hasbro, whatever fucking scale. I've got the little black series. I've got the plushy one. I've got the talking one. Uh, I've got another one that, that moves and all this jazz, but now they made one that just snacks and eats. Nice. And I I think the reason they sent it to us, someone, uh, I think it was Bat in Discord, someone changed Mm -hmm. the the listing and and said, it was funny, it was something like, "Oh, oh... Uh, grogu he goes by many names like uh kid nasty nuts or something like that and he's like oh, can you believe nice they put God. this up there and i said i'm pretty sure this is bullshit and it is um but uh this uh, snacking grogu is out there now it's 80 fucking dollars i don't know
3: 80 uh, i probably would have went with the, the, the new
0: expensive one where they actually put them in the the full-on created carrier uh, i think it's the mattel yeah, one but that, that's even a couple hundred bucks but
3: that is so yeah nuts, grogu man. toys like, yeah, people like, are just all on this it, train the
0: grogu the grogu train is never And gonna that's stop. why i'm saying grogu is never going to be completely gone from the mandalorian there's there's no way he, there's yeah. no way that's probably why they canceled the books nick's nick it's not it's not uh, cara dune getting removed from the board it's the fact that oh shit we took grogu away and we just made a jillion dollars yeah. on grogu merch so Gotta, gotta get, get him him back. back in man <laughs> maybe luke got covid and now he's got to separate from the little guy he's got to go back to his yeah. his uh foundling daddy um all right so, let, let's get into the battle bracket here and bring this episode to a close uh let me pull up the slack for everybody but nick did uh he released two rounds of the battle bracket right nick
3: like i said yes two rounds and Um, so the first, the, actually the first one I put out was the Anakin Skywalker versus human torch, the big bad, or actually turns into the big bad, but not, not Vader. I just made him Anakin. I didn't put Vader in the thing, but I guess you could interpret Anakin as Vader if you wanted to. That's up to you. Um, but Anakin versus torch ended in a, in a pretty scorching victory for even even that split is curious
0: to me And a 90, 10. I I figured this would be 99, one at best. (laughs)
3: yeah so ninety ten. so what we'll do is like we usually do i'm going to pull up the post on ig and i'm going to give you guys a breakdown of how these votes played out so pulling it up now the ninety ten anakin split 165 votes for anakin 18 votes for the human torch <laughs> and um we'll do notable torch vo- voters and i assume you know that Greg oh, you and know, his
0: Greg like he's always going to troll. So yeah, he, he was a torch yeah, guy, he accounts
3: right? For th- he accounts for four votes because him and all of his alternate, uh, accounts on Instagram all voted for the torch. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, some other, I'm trying to see if there's other notable I like Greg ha- lights. Greg camera- has
0: burner accounts just to fuck with your polls. Yeah, essentially
3: just to screw up the votes. But, uh, lights, camera, tentacles, and this is what I like with Lights, Camera, Tentacles, that he voted for Torch, but he was on the post and he was making his case. Yeah. Everybody like everybody who who he, you know, was was saying like, oh, Torch would get fucking destroyed. Like, look, can't Lights, Camera, Tentacles was on there fucking making his case. Like, no, man, you got to. This is why this is why. Like, let me pull up yeah, something. Let's
0: let's get some of his so, reasons so, here.
3: So what Adrian Sky Mr says Anakin could take him out of the air, uh, around, t- could take all of the air out around the Human Torch and proceed to cut his head off. So like oh, suffocate wow. that, the, the I love, around. We, we, you
0: got a good nerd debate
3: on this one. So so lights camera tickle says Human Torch doesn't need air. He can flame on in the vacuum of space. Oh, so he doesn't need oh. oxygen. Boom. Okay, he says what the amount of. Uh, so this is from Gray Revan nine eighteen. He says, what, the amount of ways Anakin could kill Torch in five seconds is staggering. And they actually had like a back and forth. (laughs) Did did, did it end up in them yelling at each other and hating each other? Was it civil? Man, it was. I don't know. Like, it seems like it it went. Yeah, no, it seems like Grey Revan might have got a little offended, but. (laughs) Lights, camera, tentacle says Human Torch can go supernova and wipe out a whole planet if he really wanted to. So, yeah. And then Ray Revan comes back and says, that would take a good second. A fire can't work without, can't work if it's being force choked out. He could fuck up a caveman. But not people that can literally put out a fire with a wave of their oh, hand. He can fuck up a caveman. Yeah. Lights Camera <laughs> tentacle says Torch is a veteran hero fighting uh, characters who are multi who are a multiversal threat level regularly. Uh, Vader <laughs> Anakin is a medium level telekinetic in Marvel terms with some empath and psychic abilities. That's uh, all this is Torch great. eats people like him uh, for breakfast. <laughs> while making jokes about it how can anakin fight the sun he can do crazy stuff like suck all the moisture out of out of someone and then kill them from a distance he's beaten hulks like that <laughs> so like and then it continues to go on for like two oh, more responses fantastic. between them so i loved yes. seeing it like and it's yes. like lights Camera Tentacles on here just fucking making his point, schooling these oh, nerds. I love him. I love this him, is why it I love him for
0: his clusterfucks creation, like the little world he's created where he mashes dude. his figures together. And that right there. Although the one guy did have a good burn where the
3: the human torch could only fuck up cavemen <laughs> Cavemen, yeah. But no, <laughs> I was I love seeing that in there, dude. And that's like what I wanted to see with these kinds of debates, dude, is like this is where you're really getting into like yes hardcore exactly i shit. love that yeah. but like
0: no he could suck yeah. all the air and he's like but no there's space that is fucking dope yeah. everyone it should have that level and- of passion for fake shit i love yeah, it so so if, if people life, cared if as much about man, real life as we do about fake shit the world would be a fantastic place
3: yeah Lights! If you're if you're listening, keep that up because I love seeing that type of interaction and people the only getting thing into the it. The torch like that. So, can beat is a caveman. Oh, that is fucking great. <laughs> oh man! All right, so Anakin moves okay. on to the next round.
0: And, Ready for the, uh, next, the next, right,
3: battle next battle? Here actually, we go.
2: What here the we fuck? go super Okay, I guess you're close. right. I,
0: I I can buy into this. I guess.
3: So this was mall number eight mall versus number nine Damn. four and maul wins 52 to 48 but it was close the whole way i actually sent Matt a message on 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 sc- slack and i was like dude it is this one is one vote close. right it, it what it, at, at a certain point it was one vote so the way that it broke down was this was a high vote count uh one here so this was 120 for maul 113 for thor so we had damn. 233 votes on here and it was close I mean going through and naming all of like the like the I'm not going to call out anybody here cuz I think that both of these Yeah, I mean even your
0: pairing it, it, you can see that your pairing was perfect an 8 and a 9 and they were right there. I mean literally the 8 yeah. beat the 9 by a few percentage points.
3: Right, like little bit. So like what do you think about this matchup? Like real like you know, obviously we're Star Wars yeah, time. Yeah, know, but I, I, I can, I can like, if we
0: want to get nerdy like they were there um, and science it up, I would have to say Thor wins pretty easily then.
3: I think so. And, like, one thing that somebody brought up, again, like, the comments on these have been, have been really good. Like, somebody in the comments was like, dude, Palpatine electrocuted the shit out of Maul and Savage with no problem. Thor would just nuke him. And I like I kind of feel that way. I kind of feel like. Well, I mean, that's
0: also not his own power. I mean, he's a fucking God. I mean, he he could probably punch a a hole through them if he wanted to.
3: Yeah. And I got to imagine, like, even if he's using Mjolnir or Stormbreaker (laughs) from from Endgame, like he can. That is going to stand up to a lightsaber Um, like some of the good comments here. That was Lima who said, um, Lima four photos said, remember how Palpatine electrocuted Maul and Savage like it was nothing? Yeah, I mean, just um, just treated him like
0: little cunts. It, 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 they were like, they were yeah. the and and Palpatine's like, oh, shit, this guy's actually yeah. doing something. I thought he was just a, an animal. So he goes there and, and yeah. splits up the, the, the brothers, kills mm-hmm. Savage. But yeah, Nick's right. It, it wasn't even a fight just with lightning yeah and he just yeah, yeah there was I, I'll, figured, I'll take it back there was a little they, they were having a decent sword back and forth but when palpatine eventually is like yeah fuck this blah, blah, blah. okay i win
3: yeah like the 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 actually the sword battle from that uh from the clone wars is where you got the animations for darth sidious and Swago, like that spinning attack yeah. he does because he does that against those two um, the other good comment was from Figurehers. He says even full English breakfast Thor would have this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Tubby oh, Thor so, for those
0: of you keeping score. Yeah, fat. Shot, I mean, Thor, Maul's so. my dude, right? I mean, he he's yeah. he's climbed my list of favorites. He's sitting in the the second spot, I would say. Uh, but if we really want to just get super nerdy and and like Neil deGrasse Tyson this shit, I, I would have to say Thor could take him.
3: I say, that. I think but, Thor wins. But the so people spoke, does, Maul moves on. Yeah. Maul moves on. So what that does now is going to be another interesting matchup because it's going to be Anakin versus Maul <laughs> in the next round. And that's a fight that um, Maul was looking to have. So that
0: that's pretty cool. I like yeah. that because, I mean, Maul was looking to brawl. He wanted to take Anakin out. That was the whole reason he uh, got the Republic to come to Mandalore. It was just to get Anakin yeah. there because he knew Anakin would come with Obi-Wan
3: yeah yeah so see see these brackets play out and right. you guys think i just throw bullshit right. he's, up he's there, not just throwing darts he's thinking this shit out and he's there's, sciencing There's it. a method to the madness so um thank you all for voting on this week's uh you know this week's two battles there will be again i'm probably going to do it the same cadence i did one on wednesday and i did one on okay. sunday um last week so i'm probably going to do the same thing oh, i, I, I do liked one it I mean, anytime i stuff. can
0: laugh on the show it was good. So keep it up, people. Remember, you fans, you users out there, you're, you're what make this segment exciting. So please interact, leave those comments, take it seriously, even though it's not. And uh, let's get me cracking up again next week because I, I still love that yeah. line about the torch and cavemen. That is brilliant.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <Fucking> brilliant. <laughs> it's great, man. Good stuff. All right. So this week's question of the week was terrible, which is going to be our closeout segment. It was terrible. I'm pretty terrible, sure I asked this maybe a, two weeks ago <laughs> but I don't know like it, that's what's hard man because I may have asked this before too when I was doing but we, we, I mean uh, almost, favorite expanded universe right and
0: I've I've been trying to stick to themes this week we had a lot of EU news there's a lot, a lot of, of EU, EU stuff in Star Wars news be it rumor or fact. Uh, So I I want to stick to it. So I just asked favorite expanded universe character and why. And we got a cricket level response. I mean, at least when I look to pull some comments from the post, there's only maybe nine comments. I think we got two story replies. Uh, So this was a bad one. I get it. Maybe I release it too early. I, I had to do it earlier this morning because, hey, guess what? I got shot one of the Moderna vaccine. I can actually feel it now. My left arm's starting to get uh the soreness sore. but i i posted a little bit earlier than the ig gods probably would have liked uh, but either way mm-hmm. we, we got some okay. responses so nick you you lead it off i'll leave the last two for me because there are longer ones that i know get you uh, upset upset you want to kill people so
3: <laughs> okay so first up is disco do ditto <laughs> he says Jolie Bendo. Just very simply, does Joel everyone remember Jolie? That. I know Nick and I do because
0: she's someone we've yes. had to get familiar with at least over the past year or two in Swago.
3: Yes. Um, so Jolie, for those of you who are not familiar, is the Jedi exile who helps revan your character along the way in uh Kotor One. And in um in Swago, he is the guy who can revive your characters while also um healing uh, everybody dude, I, I can't tell you no how assists. many times
0: i've cursed out jolie bindo because of that game where i, I basically yeah, have the, needs- the revan squad knocked down and then his dumb ass
3: brings them all back and i get i get fucked yeah you can literally full res your entire jedi yeah. team with one move <laughs> yeah just i mean that game always um,
0: rotates the meta so he's not quite as uh, yeah he's pertinent not- as he used right to be right but damn that guy was a motherfucker speaking of this will go nick I know you you're, you're kind of yeah. falling out of favor with it, but i yeah. am I am earning Galactic Legend shards for the first time, and it feels good. There we go. See man
3: that's the that's shit I've for got it all like... the
0: way ready to where now I just need to earn the 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 currency that you have to use to play the Galactic Legend event. Uh, which is another oh grind. So once once you get 15 characters all maxed up, all wrecked up, you then have to earn fucking coins to even play the event. <laughs> and it, dude, I here's know, the dude. best it's part. Like, here's the best part. You have to replay them over and over until you get 330 and they're not guaranteed. So you earned like, dude, oh I earned 60 God. of these fucks, played the, the tier three event to try to get, <clears throat> I think you get a uh, hundred shards or whatever. Fucking lost the second time I did it. Lost. So you lose that special no. credit. You don't get the JML shards. You're basically sitting there with the, your, you know, your thumb up your butt, going, "What the fuck am I doing with my life?"
3: There's so much gating oh now God. on these higher level characters that it's just depressing. It to still look at. felt
0: good to just get everyone ready because yeah. really, a lot of the tunes you need for him are needed in other events, and once you get them reliced up, they're not half bad squads for other things. But it just has finally felt good to get there because I can tell you what, if I didn't get there soon in my arena shard, I'd probably get knocked in the 200s because I still have one of the hardest shards on the planet. I guarantee in my arena shard, Nick, the top 120 now is nothing but Galactic Legend squads. That's nothing but Galactic Legend squads. (laughs) So I need to get my JML, I'll mix them up with my JKL, my Revan, another Jedi, and hopefully get back into the top 100, top 50, but I just wanted to update you there. I finally, after all this time, am earning shards for a galactic legend, and it is Jedi Master Luke.
3: There you go. See, that that does feel like an accomplishment in that game, so good stuff. Um, next up, Wyatt Harden here says, "Kyle Katarn, I just played Outcast and liked the character. I think Kanan's outfit for season one and two of Rebels uh, was he's dead by on. But when was she I read had-
0: that, is like, I think it's almost yeah. a carbon copy, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's pretty fucking close. They both wear like, you know, like not really jumpsuits, but like full brown kind yeah. of like almost." they're definitely it's definitely not like jedi garb it's, it's almost more like military uh, style like smug, stuff or yeah. yeah, smuggler smuggler attire smuggler gear yeah so um kyle katarn's one of those characters that people have been really waiting for like when is he gonna come back when is when are they gonna put him back in canon he was i mean he was and fairly like, prominent could, right and
0: in, in, in the in the games he also interacted
3: with luke so i, I think it, i think that's the tie it's the was, fact that he interacted he, with luke he was a master at Luke's Academy. Like he was actually a very close friend of Luke in, in the old EU. Um, and given the direction that you're going now and given the direction that's already been laid out in the, the sequel trilogy, knowing that Luke had this other Jedi Academy that he started, like he could viably make yeah, a I way in. So. Like if they ever tell stories that that basically cover from when luke gets grogu to the end of the temple or the the end of the jedi order under you know by the you know the knights of ren then like he can fit perfectly i agree i
0: think katarn would work masterfully in the favro universe
3: yeah, I think so. He's a very malleable character. Yeah. He doesn't fit the mold of typical Jedi, which is. No, I mean, is probably, I've always I
0: always looked it, at him, and you would know more than me. But he's essentially Han Skywalker.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like he, he actually like most of the time when you're playing Outcast, he's like using a blaster right. some of the times as well. Like you're not always using lightsabers. Like he is uh, kind of this meld of Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, like you said, and it does give him the different feel because like you would figure if Luke is now looking for force users to turn into Jedi, eventually turn into masters, he's trying to break the mold of what was the typical Jedi, you know, the the fucking religious zealot that you would have in the, in the grand Republic days. Um, and, and Kyle Katarn fits that bill. So um, it's going to be interesting to see if they, if they do decide to expand you know, young to middle-aged Luke content beyond what we saw just in the Mandalorian, whether it be through animated series, through live-action series. Do you bring in a character like Kyle Katarn, who was so pivotal to the to the growth of the you Jedi know, Order once it was established? That might not be a bad
0: idea if they wanted to do a Luke series, because that way you'd almost make Kyle the lead. The main that way yeah. you could get by with doing Hamill and the digital shit for little, you know, spots here or there without having to worry about a full yeah. on recast and and the trouble that could could get into. Dude, I would just, just 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 bring in Sebastian. I know. Every, I know everyone wants D-class. that. I just I, I, don't, I don't think that is ever going to happen. It'd I don't know. No, I don't think that so. would be sacrilegious. Like a lot of the stuff that has happened in Star Wars, I don't <laughs> consider sacrilegious like some of you, but replacing Mark Hamill. I know they did it to Harrison, so I guess I'm fucking eating my fists at this point, but I don't know. I just, I don't see it. But yeah, I, I also, oh, yeah. like, hey, fuck. Be- what? And this just came by way of like every once in a while, I'll look at my IG archives to see, you know, what I posted a year, or a couple years ago. Guess who, through toy photography, predicted the end of Mando S2 months, months before it happened?
3: Well, you did, I took, but somebody said, but you also said it on the podcast too. So you took a picture and I I took a shot. It was Luke, uh,
0: Din and Grogu kind of in, in a cantina, uh, sitting across from each other. Basically you could, you could say the handoff was about to happen.
3: So thank you. Thank you. Matt is just, he's a true Oracle. He's the eye of the webbish <laughs> Sitting here. His, I'm actually, <laughs> I, I'm going to fucking
0: look for it. Just so people know I'm not not full of shit here. No,
3: no, it was, no it shit. was many months ago <laughs> and I,
0: I put up a lot of poopy work. So we just got to get there. That's impressive. Yeah, it was That's weird. Impressive. Like I, I completely forgot I even did the shot. I mean, it, it, it's an old one. It's It's got to be a year, year and a half old. Uh, but when it popped up in the archive, I was like, hey, look look at me. Look at my dumb ass just hitting these things through the force. Not looking for any <laughs> recognition, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not looking for any recognition, but I, I am pulling these out of my ass. Ah, uh, here it is right here. I got it up if you're on the live stream. But there it is. You got Luke. He's even got his his hood over his eyes. I got him holding his gat because he doesn't quite trust uh, Din at this point. His lightsaber's on the table. Grogu's on the table. And Grogu, Grogu is reaching out towards him. <laughs> dude, that's yeah, so awesome. I, I, I mean yeah fuck, we, dude, look at this I par- I posted it this this exact day last year so it was kismet that I brought it up on the show there you go look at that there yeah, you go that. so there you Good go stuff. and the shot kind of looks like shit anyway so it's no big deal
3: it proves our point that we know all things I, guess I should show people on the before they stream, even because I had the slack window <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go look at that look at that art Man, that guy is good. All right, so that shot
3: sucks. All right, back all to
0: right. the question of the week to wrap up episode 154. Next
3: up is tones 1138. We all know tones. We all love tones. He says Talon Carda. His character really stood out in the Zan tri- in the Zahn trilogy. He married Han's character perfectly—a cunning, charismatic smuggler who didn't really want to get involved with either faction, not fraction, but ultimately. Sided with the rebels due to Thrawn and the remnant empire knocking on his front door. <clears throat> uh, would love to see him make a live action appearance somewhere down the line in an upcoming production. I mean, the, the good thing about the characters that were in the original Thrawn, tri- like the old EU Thrawn trilogy is that, um, I mean, you could theoretically see them mixed in because the old Thrawn trilogy took place at the time where we're at where we're now like the new thrawn trilogy takes place in basically what is rebel's timeline in current canon so you're still pre-episode four with um with thrawn whereas the old one was thrawn was essentially taking over the remnant empire and running it as the new like trying to you know as the new leader of it so like somebody like a talent carta could come back in because if Thrawn is back in the galaxy, as we assume he is by Mando season two, and then probably into the Ahsoka series, he could have built up some, you know, not only say forces, but he could have like col- close confidants and stuff like that, that, that yeah, are in really you know, no the, comment uh, I can uh, make
0: here. Cause it's, it's EU, it's from a book. I have, I don't even know who the fuck Talon <laughs> is no I'm idea. like, all right, all right. We can. Yeah. sounds good. I I'd like to see it. I, I mean, tones at least explained him well, but I literally have nothing to draw on here. So thank you, Nick.
3: Yeah, but no, I mean, it, it would be interesting to see a character like that make their way in because they like you could play him in a very similar way where he is kind of like an ambiguous smuggler, like smuggler um, who was working with Thrawn and then who ends up working with the Rebels. Right? Sounds um, like someone that um, could could cross Din's path or the Rangers
0: path for sure. Yeah. All
3: right, Definitely. who we got
0: next? Okay, I'll, um, I'll, I'll take the last and two It's here. the
3: last one here. So you got actually the last two. You got OAC and then you yeah, got o- good OAC, buddy, OAC Hideous. and Hideous.
0: They always like to write long, so I'll give Nick a break here. <laughs> this is from OAC, and you know he's a huge EU guy. He <laughs> went with my, my dive So I've spoken about this character a lot lately, <laughs> and I will some more. My favorite <laughs> EU character is from Swator, Valkorian. This man has had a life... He wasn't always Valcorian. He went by many different names and even titles. Tenebrae, Vitiate, Valcorian. Yeah. Any being that is powerful enough to drain an entire planet worth of the force is a beast in my book. He killed his dad, destroyed all major players in the Sith, crafted, created his own immoral, immortal empire, transferred his immortal. No, I read as written. Created his yeah. own immortal empire, transferred his essence back and forth between Vitiate and Valkorion for years, created an entirely separate empire from the Sith and not to mention captured and contained Revan for about 300 years. <gasps> Ooh, that was a long sentence. In the end, though, he did loose... All As all Sith do, his reign after centuries of building the Sith back up to their rightful power in the galaxy. Valkorion did it all. And you can thank me for that because I'm the one that taught him the ritual of everlasting life. (laughs) Though immortality isn't for the weak. It hurts like
3: hell. (laughs) He is the old architect. So you know that he's been around for a while. But yeah, I mean, this is another like old EU character from SWOTOR that like actually just recently had his line paid off, like his storyline and in, in SWOTOR that the game went on for a good bit. Like they, there was essentially three expansion packs that he was included in, in some way form, you know, some way or another. And in two of them, he was the main player. Um, but he was like, he was like the, the, he was what all Sith aspired to, and to a certain degree. Like he had figured out the, the the immortality, and had this you know this ability to essentially drain planets of all of their life to give himself that Did, did this guy at least look like a badass, or was he like kind of weak and creepy looking? Like, so it depends on like his. No, he did not look weak and creepy like fucking what's his like like Palpatine did towards the end. So Valcorian. His form of Valcorian was actually the form of what was a a former Knight of Zakuul. So like his human body. So like that is Valcorian in his human body that I just sent in the questions to fans section for some reason on our Slack. And then Vitiate was a Sith, uh, like a Sith species, which is Vitiate. He kind of looks like Darth Maul or or Tenebrae, not Vitiate. Um, he kind of looks like Darth Maul, but he was the Sith species. And so that was Tenebrae. That was his actual birth form. Vitiate is like his essence, like his, his Darth dark side form Jesus is vitiate. Christ, shit
0: gets crazy in the, in the EU. It, it gets crazy. It's so,
3: like... so he was born Tenebrae. His, like you're becoming a and dark war. mom and was, became
0: Vitiate.
3: It was Vitiate. And then Valkorion is the body that that <laughs> vitiate the essence in. Uh, no wonder. Say, the, no wonder this. You know, this Sith faith. forgot all
0: this shit and couldn't uh, just pass their essence on like the Jedi because it's like Jesus <laughs> Christ. It, it's very cumbersome for them to live on versus just giving up your physical form and becoming a, a corporeal version of yourself via the force. But that's also because the Forest didn't like the bad guys and didn't let him do it. But man, uh, I was thinking while you're talking about that, who is, in your opinion, the most badass looking Sith? Not the most badass, but the most badass looking.
3: That's a good question. Cause a lot of Sith are actually just humans. Like there's I mean, like you have some Sith that are of different species, but a lot of them are human or human esque. I mean, in in Canon, what we have right now, probably Darth Maul is the coolest looking one. If you go if you go back into like old, old EU, like people like fucking Mark Aragnos looked just nuts. Yeah, what he had Bane wasn't he kind of beefy looking. Bane. Bane is human, but he had like a, so his armor was made out of chitinous like like bugs. It was called Orbalisks, and they blocked the they deflected lightsabers. So like his entire armor was was lightsaber proof, and then he had to put a cage around his head. Because they started spreading across his body and multiplying and they would have covered his face up and okay. suffocated That's him That's where to this death. shit
0: just gets a little too weird for me. Yeah, it's it like, gets, okay. It gets <laughs> insane. But like
3: Marco, Marco Ragnos literally looked like a demon. I've got some other, like, like uh,
0: it, Scion stands out to me because he's Darth basically Scion broken is with, with white balance. eyes. You got Malgus. Uh, even Malik I, I think really cool. looked like a badass because he essentially chopped his it's jaw a, off.
3: Yeah, like if you saw him without his face covering, like that bottom face mask on, it was just like an open head. Yeah, like I mean, obviously, Revan looked off. fucking
0: cool as shit because he 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 co-opted some Mando tech into his face mask. Uh, yeah. I, I was just thinking, like, but, bat, uh, really badass looking Sith, and they they do seem to be back from the the EU era where they were really
3: stylized looking. Yeah, like the old old Republic. That's the shit that's gonna be like these motherfuckers yeah, look badass, and like dudes. for me, it's like it's like for me it's definitely Marker Ragnos Marker Ragnos looked like a fucking demon essentially which was pretty damn sweet um but All yeah right. so OAC,
0: and uh, then good. our last one here comes from good buddy Star Wars Toys 73 aka Darth Hideous ooh that's actually a really good question for me, it's a toss-up between Darth Bane and Darth Malgus. I do lean more towards Malgus, though, because of, the, because of he successfully sacked the Jedi Temple, and one could argue that he could have taken all of Coruscant if the Sith Empire weren't a bunch of fucking pussies. He also had a Twi'lek lover that he ultimately killed, and he has one of the best quotes in Star Wars. I fight because that is what i was made to do and the empire is the instrument through which i realize my purpose the empire is war made
3: manifest that is why it is perfect i will say that like the voice actor for malgus is really fucking good and they've done a good job of keeping up with that character even though like at, at a certain point in the story you think you you as a player character kill him like they do a good job of bringing him back, making him this, you know, kind of like eternal presence in the game, which is good. Um, but like the shit that he says is they, they actually do write really good voice lines for him and his voice actor is really good. Same with Valkorion. It's like both these like deep, not gravelly, but like these deep baritone voiced men who play these yeah. characters and it gives them this like. Inspiring, Very unlike our presence. voices you
0: and i do not have good yeah, radio no. voices
3: unfortunately <laughs> no no and we run a podcast and, it, and so. <laughs> we talk for a lot of minutes yeah for multiple like, I, minutes, I wish we all so. had a
0: voice uh like uh, work more or less that guy that guy's has got a fucking has- podcast voice so it's like hey now, yeah. hey yeah. do. Hey now hey do. i can't even do it like i can't even fake it i can't even i can't even fake <laughs> a good radio voice
3: yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately we were not blessed
0: exactly. with those. We also got faces for radio too. So, all right, buddy. I mean, we, we kind of, we, we were a little scattered today, but that was to accommodate our guests. So if you came in late, make sure to check out the hell first two hours of the show. Uh, we talk with at Jason B. Michael from Instagram, a, a very talented Star Wars artist as well as a toy photographer with, with all sorts of lines, a lot of Mezco stuff if you're into Mezco toys. Uh, but because he was here and we were having such a good conversation, we decided to change things up a bit with the order. So we did the top five right after the interview and then after the top five and Jason left, Nick and I got into our topics. So uh, if you missed it, that's kind of how things played out. And that's why the fan segment was... Uh, it, it came in two parts, right? You you, sem- yep. you essentially got episode four, and then we ended with episode five. But now it is time to say goodbye and do that dance. That's right, that Star Wars time show shuffle. You guys don't know what you're missing if you don't watch the live stream. You should see me sitting here getting it on, shaking. I got my man titties bouncing up and down. Nick's doing his white guy (laughs) dancing like his dad dancing. Uh, But we're we're dancing our way over to StarWarsTime.net because that is where you need to go or where you need to direct people to if they don't already know about the Star Wars Time show. That's right. StarWarsTime.net has all of the information, links, videos, nonsense, ads, you name it, we've got it all on StarWarsTime.net. If you want to make it easy, just tell them to hit up Subscribe to Podcasts, right? That'll take them to a nice menu of all the audio-only platforms that we're on. If you're like a Tones or a Gregu or a Super Scoundrel or a 1-6 shooter and you like watching this shit show play out live each week make sure to subscribe to the Star Wars Time Show on YouTube. We have a link for that as well on StarWarsTime.net, or you should be able to just search Star Wars Time Show on YouTube, on Google or YouTube itself, and you will find our candy asses sitting there with our little chibi faces ready to greet you. But we need you to get out. Let's go start farming more people. We do interviews now on the reg. We always got some hot takes, even if they're shitty on all things Star Wars rumors, reality and other types of fan nonsense, because there's always time for Star Wars time. That's what we do. That's who we are. And that's who we will forever be. So get more people to join up. It's getting to the point. Nick and I and even Spencer were kicking around ideas to start looking to To make a little more cheddar, as we make none, and this show costs money. Uh, We're not quite to the donations yet, but it's looking like we may have to go back on all my pledges, because clearly we're not good enough to just generate a, a massive audience on our own to sustain the systems we need to keep this show running. So think about that you get us more fans or we have to start putting our hands out like a bunch of losers, which I don't want to do, but I'm, I'm okay going back on my word and seeing if people will uh, donate to the show, do shit like that. Uh, but we got to do something. We got to increase listenership. We got to increase revenues uh, because this uh, business is really starting to operate in the red. It's still fucking fun. I have a great time every Tuesday talking Star Wars with Nick and all of you in the live stream, but it would be nice to have that bigger audience that equals bigger opportunities, bigger uh, revenue streams, so on and so forth. You get it. We're all trying to build an audience, but help your two Star Wars time show bros out. Let's go. I'm still seeing those numbers stick in the the, the, the low the high 2,000, low 3,000 range. I'd really like to get that closer to 5,000 by end of 21. I just don't know if it's going to happen. What you see is what you get. There's really not much more we can do to make you like or hate us. So if you do like us or if you hate us and you just want to piss someone off, let them know about the Star Wars Time Show because there's always time for Star Wars Time. And if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show,